Previously on the Nostalgic Front Podcast. I liked uh, the Brave Sir Robin song was really fun. Bravely and the, bold that whole, for Robin. How, broke <laughs> forth from Camelot. He was not afraid to die. Oh, Brave Sir Robin. He was not afraid to be killed in nasty ways. Brave, 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 brave Sir Robin. And his limbs pulled out and his limbs were crushed and his eyeballs gouged in his... It's, it's really fun. Coming to you live from the Des Moines, Iowa, Nostalgic Front Studios. I'm Brandon Ream. And coming to you live from the Brooklyn, New York, Nostalgic Front Studios. I'm Patrick Hasty, and this is the Nostalgic Front Podcast. Fantastic. How is it going, buddy? Sundown, I think it's it's a shame when when I'm feeling feeling better better when I'm I'm feeling no pain. Who who covered that when we were in high school? Uh, Maybe Dynamite Hack. I'm going to Google it. I got to Google. I'm not bragging. I got I got a Gmail account. Would it be funny if you had to have a Gmail account to use Google? It's like when you go to New York Times articles and like, oh, sorry, we don't right? need to tell you where the bomb is <laughs> unless you log in. Any login. Um, yeah. Sundown, you better take care. OK, Sundown by Gordon Lightfoot originally. Uh huh. Never got a speeding ticket. No, Lightfoot. Gordon. Named after uh, he's named after, no, he's named after that uh, uh, bare naked ladies album. A lot of people don't know that. Really? Yeah, because he was born like forty years before that album came out. But that's so how, sounds like he was named before it. No, no, no. The album. It. No, it's uh, how like time is always going. Oh, like, like, yeah. Like in Loki or in Battlestar Galactica. It's Star all Galactica. cyclical. Like how uh, dinosaurs became chickens, and then chickens became nuggets, and then nuggets became dinosaurs. Egg, a one thousand percent. That's true. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm still on the on the I'm still looking in to see who covered this in the early 2000s, and I remember it perfectly. Sundown, you better take care if you find you've been sneaking around my back stare. Okay, I gotta read mm-hmm. this. You talk, tell a story or something. I gotta read some internet. Oh, okay. Uh let's see. Uh well, it was one time I was riding my bicycle, right? Sure. My brand new bike, never rid one before. Use the front brake. Yeah. Going down a hill. Never had brakes on a bike before that. It was always the ones when you would just like pedal backwards. Yeah. You know, which is always kind of a weird mechanical thing that they did. Yeah. You know, I agree. Make you, make you pedal backwards. But I guess it makes sense, you know, to slow down. Uh, apparently more sense in the little brakes on the handlebars, which I'd never used before. So I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it hits that front, that front wheel. Yeah. And I went flying, I Damn. guess. Only time I ever flew. Now, Landed on my face. Still got a scar. I'm not. The scar has moved down my forehead. It used to be a lot higher. Is that forehead. or it is your hairline just gone up? Oh, yeah. Now, you told that on another podcast at some point on our show. And I remember it was a good story. So I edited it out. I pulled it out. And we actually have a video on the Internet somewhere of you telling this story. Oh, of wrecking your bike. Isn't that fun? That is. It is uh, fun. Okay. So sundown. 
mm-hmm. is done by Canadian singer Elwood. Oh, he's a hip hop rapper. Blues brother. Maybe he's not Canadian. I might be wrong. And no, it's a musical collaboration. Singer songwriter Prince Elwood Strickland, the third born in North Carolina, not Canadian. Hmm. Um, and he worked with Tricky, Most Def, De La Soul and Adam Yoke. But he uh, he did like a cover of it. That was like uh rap with like the chorus. Sundown, you better take care. Do you like Gordon Lightfoot? Yeah, it's fine. You know, I like I like a good story. Did he do Wreck of I like the a good Fitz- yarn? Did he do Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald? Uh huh. I think I I think I run. He has like a couple songs about uh, uh like boat wrecks. Oh, you might be thinking of Stan Rogers too. Why do I have these headphones on? They're not doing nothing. Oh, well, it's a good <laughs> I just, look. I just really. Oh yeah, we're podcasting. It's a good look. Here, I'll help put this. No, down. that's good. Uh, that's good. Uh, driving music. That uh, 70s, like, crochy adjacent. Oh, I love I love the crochy. Oh, yeah. Um, What do you feel about um, denim? I'm for no. it. How do you feel about Michael Bolton? Uh, he's wasted his vocals on not doing like big metal band stuff. Because he uh, I was I uh, did a sh- show the other night, ran into Justy Dodge, stand up comedian, Do- Justy Dodge, very funny. Uh-huh. She's obsessed with Michael Bolton. He's yelling at me because I didn't like him because I didn't know about him, I guess. I mean, he's got a big voice. He did a lot of cheesy, you know, covers. But hey, man, follow that money, you know. Mm-hmm. And then uh, so I guess like a lot of his shit didn't have a lot of integrity, but he has a lot of talent. Yeah. Also, who who cares, man? Get paid. He's yeah, probably lived right. a pretty good life. And uh, now uh, he did that Lonely Island shit and yeah. I'll live forever. He's kind of got like a comedy. Bit. He did a comedy special with Scott Ackerman on YouTube. On yeah, he was in. Uh, he had a small arc, uh, multi-episode arc and fresh off the boat. Oh, there you go. I found my uh, Gordon Lightfoot tweet was uh, from November 6, 2019, prior to the pandemic. Buddy, we didn't even know. At this point, I tweeted the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald was Gordon Lightfoot's second song about a shipwreck. He had already done Ballad of Yarmouth Castle. Dude fucking loves shipwrecks. Can't get enough of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, how you been? Good. Me? Fantastic. Yeah. Having a fun week? I said at the top of the show. Yeah, it's been a, it's been all right. Wife's You're, out of town. Yeah. Uh, was uh, completely and absolutely uh, slothing. For yes. the first uh, like day and a half. How, you know? When did she leave? Uh, Monday. Buddy. So uh, same situation. Right now we are like uh, we're basically like a Joe Rogan podcast because my hey. wife is also out of town. Yeah. Uh, it's just you and me and the dogs right now. Roof, 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 yeah. You know, and uh, Stacy left on Friday morning and I am already like the whole place is a fucking pit. <laughs> like, yeah. I ate all the animal crackers and then I ripped the bag open for some reason. The animal crackers bag is just laying on the living room floor right now. I keep buying horrible groceries. Oh, yeah. Eating eating too much of a serving. Luckily, now, see, weather there, I assume, is pretty nice. Yeah. Here, we got ourselves a hurricane happening. Oh, that blows. Hurricane Henry. Uh, Henry. Baton down the hatches. Uh, And so yesterday, I went to the grocery store. We don't have groceries. We haven't bought groceries since the pandemic started. We get it delivered. But then, like, we'll forget and then we'll just wait till our it's like we're in college again. We're like, 
our whole refrigerator is just empty. And then we're like, oh, we better order groceries again, you know? But yesterday we were out and I wasn't going to order them because I don't know how to do that. That's something she does. So I walked to our grocery store and I bought a bunch of stuff, brought mm-hmm. it home. And then it started raining like, at, I don't know, like maybe 9 p.m. last night. And it's been raining ever since. Just downpour here, you know, like out the window right now. I don't know what you can see, but it's just raining right now. Oh, wow. I said out the window and you looked out your window. And that was fun. <laughs> uh, brother, uh, what do you been? You've been up to anything fun? I know since you're home alone, I know you're oh, yeah. slothing. But what does that look like? What does it look like when the when the when the cat's away? How's the mice play? Well, I invited the uh, nephew over. <gasps> well, 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 yeah. how old is this nephew? Uh, he's uh, 18. So. OK, cool. So what? You guys are smoking weed in the basement, screaming uh, at each other? No, just hooking up all the old video game consoles I got. Mm. Uh, couldn't hook up anything because of the lack of an AV, but uh-huh. uh, eventually got the Nintendo hooked up because you can put it into the antenna slot. Look, you at still that. find a way. Well, so yeah, fucking life finds a way, man. Yeah, yeah. And he has a Nintendo classic. So uh, he we played some Tecmo Bowl. Nice. And uh, fought out a 14 to six i took the loss oh wow he beat you in tech mobile yeah, well he plays it quite a bit i guess and I but you were played. ranked at one time that's no this is the original tech mobile oh i'm sorry yeah and he was the raiders so sure he's got both uh, but super tech mobile we did a rematch on my home turf and i beat him uh 56 to 7 so oh shit that's a hell of a knockout yeah yeah so that was a good time and that's then fun. uh oh shoot shoot tuesday Yep. My old buddy Duffy was in town. Duffy! Yeah. Perennial my, longtime fan. Yeah. Uh, like my best friend since like uh, third grade. And uh, I haven't seen him in six plus years. Damn. He lives in Oklahoma. Yeah. I didn't realize it had been that long. Well, he's just rolling through for work, too. Yeah. So it was uh, spur of the moment. And we went to Did this, he look uh, old? Did he look real yeah. fucking old? And when you Everybody look at him, you're does. like, God, yeah. what is wrong? We're all, yeah. It's like, man, your forehead's huge. My, I, I'm wearing a hat, but your forehead's huge. Yeah, I heard you got a hat. That's really exciting. Yeah. A debutante hat. Uh-huh. Uh, that's Did awesome. That, I love that you got to hang out. Yeah. Did a uh, birthday show for uh, old Danny Carmen. Was that the backyard show I saw? Yeah, it was a good time. Cool. I love Danny. Oh, yeah, totally. Do you know about that time? Uh, right across the uh, street from that graveyard in Sherman Hill. Whoa, I don't know where that is. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, right, right there on Nineteenth Street, right by, right by your old stomping ground. Man, I there's Wolf another Floyd universe. Shoes Studio. Oh yeah, I uh, you know that that time I ran into Danny in Phoenix. Uh, he was being flown yes. out for some like I don't know nefarious shit, mm-hmm. and they flew him through Phoenix, and so like Dante was there and I was there, and we just all hung out one night. It was really funny. Like it was very unclear what he was going for, but it it felt like somebody was like. It felt like he was going to be sex trafficked or something like it was like we were never going to see him again, you know. Uh, And honestly, I forgot. I haven't thought about it. I haven't talked to him since that night. So I'm glad that you ran into him at his birthday. He's back. He's happy, you know. Yeah, man. Um, That's really fun. Uh, Yeah. Then uh, what else? uh, Went down to Council Bluffs. CB, baby. Yeah. Harris Casino. Oh, yeah. Uh, For my fantasy football draft when did you go in the down? big league i went down yesterday so then how who took care of shy we uh we had a Friend. dog sitter okay fine. Yeah. just checking uh i uh now you went to the harrah's which mm-hmm. one is that i'm gonna look it up 
gonna look up the dress because I gotta see. Oh yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. And they wouldn't let. They didn't have like a room where we could draft there, so we went to a restaurant down the street. What was that? What restaurant called? Uh, Hooters. Hooters. Yeah. Yeah, they still got them. Ow, good, ow. good Philly. I I forgot how much I enjoyed their Philly. Yeah. Uh, fries are not as good as I remember. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, the clientele was very interesting. Okay. At both the hotel, uh, well, casino, yeah. and Hooters. Now, if you've uh, never, uh, listeners, if you've never been to this, uh, this hamlet called Council Bluffs, Iowa, get, look out! It's it's a small river city town on the uh, on right across the river from Omaha, Nebraska, and it's right next to where I grew up. And I did my time in Council Bluffs. Don't fucking act like I didn't. I've been to yeah. that. I've been to that Harris. I've been to the Ameristar. I've been to the Hooters. You know, and. Uh, I used to live there. I lived on 35th Street and the apartments where the fucking uh, cops asked if they could put a camera on our deck so they could watch the apartment across the street. Um, now, Harris, I last time I was there, did you have a good time? Did you gamble at all? Not really. I went over to the uh, they didn't have cheap blackjack anywhere. Oh, that's stupid. Blackjack's my favorite. Yeah. 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 I just wanted the five dollar table, you know, yeah. play by the card, you know, Mm-hmm. All you know, the little the little folded up pamphlet that tells you how to play blackjack. Yeah. That they hand you. Just do that. Have I'll a couple you, drinks. Last time didn't happen. So I just went to the digital one and and slowly lost ten bucks playing blackjack. Last time I was at Harris was uh twelve years ago, uh on the seventeenth. So like a few days yeah. ago, August seventeenth, twelve years ago, and I got uh my ass thrown out. Uh, oh. uh, it was my my friend Shank got married, mm-hmm. and uh, after their their wedding, I think was in the Harris, like in like a side room or something. But then we were trying to go to the casino part, and everyone was like blacked out drunk. But like my friend JJ, and maybe this is all hearsay, but some people were actually fighting in line to like check IDs, like physically fighting each other, right? Like punching each other and shit. And then I'm just standing there being like trying to keep my cool. And then they check my ID and they're like, sir, we're sorry, you're too drunk. You can't go in. And I was like, are you kidding me? And all of our friends who were already fighting and being loud and crazy, they had already all got in. And I was like, what? And I have no clue or idea why. And I and as soon as that happened, I like saw red. Yeah, I had to be like taken across the parking lot. And yeah, yeah, dude. It was crazy. It was uh-huh. it was crazy. And what's funny is like you would think getting thrown out of a casino with security would be something you'd remember. I forgot about it till this second. I'm I'm surprised I didn't get thrown out last night, dude. I was I was really really drunk. I drank so much, uh, and then I woke up this morning, felt horrible. Yeah, horrible. I didn't think I'd even be able to drive home and recover for the podcast. But luckily, I had some hair of the dog okay yeah i knew something was happening because of right. the, the, the right. way you were saying it all uh-huh yeah uh there's another casino right there you, know, you gotta get a little hair of the dog in the <laughs> there's another casino right there called ameristar and i like and it. a horseshoe yeah yeah you're casino. Right. there's there's that big ass flag at that harrow's too did you see that uh-uh there's a huge flag at the Harris saw a casino. couple big flags though yeah right there um Council Bluffs. I worked the Blockbuster there. I lived there. I went to college there. I went to Iowa Western mm-hmm. Community College there. Oh yeah. Um, let me think about some stuff I've been up to. I uh like I said, Stacy left on Friday, like just a few days yeah. ago. So 
she was here all week. I did a show at QED that was fun. Um, it was uh, uh, Lauren Hope Crass, uh, her show. And oh, it, yeah. that was one of the one of the last shows I did before lockdown. I did it like in March of 2020. So it was weird because in a way, like I felt like I had just been there, you know, mm-hmm. but it had been months, you know, um, and uh, but it was fun. I got to see some people got to see, as I said, Gusty, I got to see uh, Gabe Molokai and Kristen and a bunch of people. Um, so good time. And then I also uh, been this week been uh, watching stuff. I finished Battlestar Galactica. Oh, the, yeah. The reboot. I uh, I tweeted this, but I I really like the show and I recommend mm-hmm. it to people, but mm-hmm. I think it is bad. I think it has bad politics at times when you're like, what? You know? It's hard to explain because it's created by Ron D. Moore, who did uh, uh, like uh, Deep Space Nine, a lot of Deep Space Nine. And he did a lot of uh, Next Generation. Mm-hmm. But there's just sometimes where you're watching and you're like, why is everybody acting this way? That doesn't make sense. But it's done so well. And the acting is done so well that you're kind of like looped into it. It's like, oh, this is how people fall for fascism. You know what I mean? Like if Ron D, like Ron D. Moore wrote Hitler speeches and you're like, oh, yeah, I think this guy's making yeah. sense. And then afterwards, you're like, what? That guy's not making sense. Yeah. Well, the marketing behind, you know, fascism, that's what gets you. Mm-hmm. Forget about the message. And you're like, uh, oh, taste boy. of a new generation. You see that fella drove his truck to the uh, capital. Yeah. What a loser. That's not that where fucking... you park. <laughs> There's a garage around yeah. the street. Yeah. It's funny because that same day, Mark Zuckerberg had had a video on Facebook about this new like like all Zuckerberg wants is to have that fucking thing that you put on your head take off, you know? Yeah. And so he had a whole video about that portal or Oculus, whatever they call it. And he's like, uh, you can do meetings now. And it just looked like a fucking nightmare. It was like, oh, I want that's what I want in my business, a meeting where we all look like we're we we're all playing we. And <laughs> and then like two hours later, after that, like puff piece on ABC morning or CBS morning plays, turns out this guy's got bombs in front of the Capitol and he's been on Facebook live for like four hours and nobody's done anything about it. And it's like, buddy, that guy can't win for tr- losing. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, oh, he yeah. can't. Uh, what a nightmare. Yeah, that was exciting. I was at the office when that he's happened. A real so fuckerberg. Yeah, that guy suckerberg. Yeah, somebody there was I think maybe it was a the onion or maybe hard times. One of those satire articles was like Mark Zuckerberg is leaving the tech industry to go back to his true passion. Uh, helping Harvard students feel hot. <laughs> uh, Hell yeah. Uh, let's see. And then I also, I oh, this was exciting. Yesterday, they really lampooned that Harvard boy. That's right. I like the word lampoon. I wish we brought that back. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> That's what sheep come from. <laughs> wow, that is good. Did you just think of that right now? Uh-huh. That's pretty good. Um. You, isn't it weird that the astronauts used to have <laughs> poon tang? <laughs> uh, you can't oh. survive in space without it, man. Yeah, it's weird. It's like uh, dried ice cream and poon tang. That's all those guys want. <laughs> uh, yesterday, very exciting. <laughs> I tried <laughs> some dry ice cream and some wet poon tang. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, shit. We got to record a podcast. Yesterday, I uh, beat. I finally in uh, MLB the show. Oh, you finally beat Moonwalker. 
on well, Sega nope. Genesis. I won a World Series in uh, the show. Nice. That was Your character. Hard. Way harder than any of the Super Bowls I won ever playing Madden because you can't really. And this, it's like you're just at will of the game. And I also don't understand how to like wait for pitches. So I swing oh, yeah. at everything. And so oh, then yeah. the computer knows like, well, this guy's going to swing at everything. So it's like, it's kind of, I can't believe I won. I ended up playing the, I was like the low seed getting in and I beat the uh, Dodgers who were the number one seed and uh, got him, beat him in four games yeah. too, which also was awesome. It doesn't matter how good you are in baseball, dude. Fucking Barry Bonds never won a world series. Yeah. They just pit, they just walked him. You think about that, about uh, let him hit one run home runs all the time. There's a secret base. I, I know you're I'm sure you're familiar with secret base, the YouTube channel, formerly uh, something yeah. else. I don't know. But they uh, <clears throat> they did a uh, really great video that was like. How what how good would Barry Bonds have been if he never had a baseball bat? And oh, it was yeah, basically yeah. like because they walked him so much. What if he just always was walked and it, yeah. like he was about the same, you know? Uh, it was pretty crazy. Um, yeah, I think I think that's about. I'm trying to think if there's any other. And the only stuff. reason he was good was because of steroids. That's crazy. What do you think about players who are great but don't win? Like, what about like a Dan Marino or like more recently somebody like a uh, Alex Smith? Well, if it's not the NBA, dude, I mean, you can only be so. I mean, you can only get so far on your own and. In the baseball NFL and football, especially baseball. football. Yeah. I mean, maybe to a degree, there are quarterbacks that can elevate teams a lot higher mm-hmm. more than any other position. But at the end of the day, they still, you know, need a lot of other shit, especially when they're going up against the best teams. Yeah. That's what I, I, I think about this. I've been thinking about this a ton. I've been watching a lot of preseason and stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, football, especially. And, uh, it's so weird when it's oh, you're, like you're not watching preseason world re- tag championship. I realized it, it didn't need to say fucking it. idiot. I'm watching preseason Christmas specials. Oh, yeah, that's fun. Preseason. Yeah. Getting getting ready. Yeah. Um. Oh, wow. It, we should do a fantasy Christmas movie draft this year. See who Ooh. wins. I bet it's Rudolph again <laughs> or Elf. Uh. But I so I things that I think are very interesting is like, what is the goal? You're a quarterback going into the league, like you're Justin Fields or you're Trevor Lawrence. You go into the league. What's your main goal? Win a title and go to the Hall of Fame. Okay, go to the Hall of Fame, I guess, is also in there. I'm thinking win a Super Bowl. Winning a Super Bowl is the all be all end all, right? And then you think about it and you're like, I don't know, maybe get a million Twitter followers. (laughs) That'd be pretty sick. But like, if you think about it, though, like. I don't know. I I am I haven't thought of this. I thought maybe you'd be the fun one. It'd be fun to talk to you about. But like, so that you come in the league, your goal is to win a Super Bowl. Well, what about fucking Joe Flacco right now? And what about like uh, uh, Nick Foles? Like, yeah, Super Bowl. I don't think Flacco's an MVP. Maybe he what was. What about but Tristan Wirfs? Who's that? He's uh, the starting left tackle from Atlantic, Iowa, oh. for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, hell yeah. Or but Mount, I, no, my bad, Mount Vernon. And but, he was a rookie last year. So his first year he comes in and he's already got that hard. There work. you go. Yeah. It's, uh, who was it on the Kansas City? McCole Hardman or whatever had that. It's like things like that, I think, are so. I understand that's a separate thing when you get in your first year and win. That's one thing. But I'm saying, what about when you've done it? You've climbed yeah. the mountaintop. 
you led your team there. And I understand they both had good defenses and things were different. And the Nick full story is very like lightning in a bottle, but like you, and then who fucking cares later on, you know, like right now, somebody like an Alex Smith who had this like crazy rehab and historian stuff in the annuals of history, we're going to remember him way more than we remember Joe Flacco. Even though Joe Flacco got the title, got the ring, was a star, was a pro bowler and stuff, you know, it's very weird. Mm-hmm. Don't you think you ever think about that shit? Who do you think? Do you think there's anybody that's robbed, been, was ever robbed? Oh, yeah. Ricky Who, Prohl. Ricky Prohl. Tell me about him. I don't know who that is. Uh, he was a wide receiver. Uh, and He got robbed at least twice by Tom Brady and another time in a championship game. He oh. got robbed, but uh, he like scored the go ahead touchdown when in the Rams Patriots or the tying touchdown in the Rams Patriots Super Bowl yeah. before Tom Brady drove down to win the game and he scored the go ahead touchdown as a member of the Panthers in the uh other Patriots one. Panthers Super Bowl and then Tom Brady came down and scored a touchdown and then now- I'm and that happened to him in the AFC championship game or NFC championship game as well. Now I like that. And I would have only known this if I Googled it. He also won two Super Bowls, but he, I don't know what his playing was. Maybe he wasn't, but he won a Super Bowl with the Rams. Like that first Super Bowl, the yep. greatest show on turf. And then he also won with the Colts in 06, his final season. But I don't yeah. know. Maybe he was like third string backup by that point or something, but yeah. pretty, that's a wild character. I like that. I think of somebody like a Wes Welker who like was on the Patriots for all those years and, and then, then was on the- that pass in the Super Bowl. So they lost yeah. to uh, Eli for a second time. And then, and, and then he was on the Broncos, but didn't get the Super Bowl win. And then he was yeah. out of the league. So it's like he was on the pa- Patriots in that weird time where they didn't win that like eight years. They yeah. didn't win that weird time when all they did was go to a bunch of yeah, exactly. championships, yeah. a couple of Super Bowls. You know, and only played like two wild card games. I have a fucking Google alert set up for when Belichick dies. I hate him so much. Ugh, I can't. I can't. I can. We can change, Reem. We can change as human beings. Yeah, I can evolve. I cannot hate Tom Brady. Yeah, right. I. I am. I don't. Well, hate he doesn't Tom Brady have anymore. all those dark side powers from being around the emperor. I. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't hate Tom Brady anymore. He beat we, my team in the Super this, Bowl. We've a had year this ago. segment on. I know. Hey, uh, I don't I, know what Tom Brady's doing, but uh, he's he ages well, doesn't he? Yeah. Gonna have gonna have no sour taste in my mouth. Twenty plus years after the tuck. What do you think is going on with the Raiders, man? Why is Nathan Peterman or whatever playing every fucking down? Oh, we don't need Carr to play, dude. And he's, what he's about Mariota? I think he's got like a sh- hurt shoulder. Or something. Oh, really? Oh, I, cu- I was Googling. I couldn't find any real injury stuff because I want to see. Well, my, it's I, preseason, so you don't have to disclose injuries at the yeah. moment because uh, there's not as many people gambling on it. I root for Mariota. And I want to see him do stuff. And, and I thought at yeah. least because he's on the Raiders who I mean, they're Derek Carr is their starter. So he's probably not going to play during the season unless an injury. So I was like, well, at least I'll get to see him ball out in the preseason. And then he's not. Literally might, my only reason to watch them. They'll give him a spiffy little package here and there. Oh, he's got a nice package. I heard about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, quack, quack. How, have you been having fun with fantasy or with uh, preseason so far? Yeah, you know, it's just 
you know, it's fine. Yeah, it's I'll, fine. It's, I'll have it on and then I'll listen to, uh, I care more about like just hearing about people talk about it that watched it than actually watching it. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. I'll, I'll watch it, but you know, it's, I've been enjoying it. Uh, Kansas City Mahomes threw like a fucking pick in the end zone that looked yeah. like it looked like we were back in the Super Bowl all of a sudden. It was like him trying his fucking ass off and then didn't work. Uh, but the rest everything, of the game was fun. Everything I like on preseason is on preseason Twitter. So you just got it. Got it. That makes know. sense. Yeah. Did you see Justin Fields get his fucking head taken off? Yes, I did. That was wild. James was at the game. You see that? Doyle? Yes, I, yes, I did. And his dad was there, too. <laughs> his dad's staying there. You see that? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, he was a soldier. He was a soldier. We uh, That's why it's his field. Um, well, fuck. I feel like we can't talk no more. Well, <laughs> we better because we got two more segments after this. Well, it's uh, trending topics, trending topics, party time. Excellent. Um, This is the creed part of the podcast. You know that creed? Yeah. Why? We're going to get higher. No, because we talk about what if, what if, what if, you know, uh, Tremonti's got like new music out right now. Really? Under a a band just called Tremonte. Oh, nice. Yeah. uh, I saw it on a label I like to follow, Napalm Records. Hmm. Whole bunch of random ass metal. Like they put out Andrew WK's album, and they put out. Uh, meanwhile, they also do a whole bunch of like weird European metal yeah. and stuff. Uh, like, and then they put out Andrew WK, D. Snyder, White Zombie, or Rob Zombie's newest album as well. So they do a lot of weird different shit, and they also got. Uh, Mark Tremonte's band, His Tremonte. Band, they've been around since 2011. God damn. They're like a whole, mm-hmm. they're 10 years in. They're in a career. That's you ever crazy. play three card Tremonte? That's what they should have oh, called their it. band. Uh, Wolfgang Van Halen used to play bass in them. Huh. In his band. He was in there from 12 to 16. Hmm. Uh, Andrew WK, you think it's wild that he's uh, marrying a lady from uh, Two Broke Girls? Yes. I love her. She's great. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's a Hollywood couple you could root for, you know? Uh, do you know what WK stands for? Oh, golly. Let me think. What if? What if? I don't know. I no. think it's Wiccan kicking. W- Wiccan kicking? Yeah, he doesn't like witches. I'm going to look it up. Oh, there's some Wiccan kicking in today's topic. <laughs> um, It stands for Andrew Federley Wilkes Cryer. Crier with a K? Yeah, like it's one like Wilkes hyphen Crier. Uh-huh. So like maybe his dad's last name was his mom's last name was Wilkes and his dad's last name was Crier. So they hyphenated it. Amazing how you do all that party and then you just don't age. That is wild. He's from where do you think he's from? Huntington Beach, California. No, he's from Ypsilanti, Michigan. Shut the front door. But he was, I'm sorry, he was born in Stanford, California. So very close. Nice. But he, he was raised in Ypsilanti. That's an Stanford? Place. No, I stand Chevy. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's fun. That's the heartbeat of today's Chevrolet. Oh, is that what Chevy's motto is? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was uh, no fear or whatever. The fuck. Oh, yeah. No, it's the heartbeat of Iowa. 
is today's Chevrolet. <clears throat> it's the hot beat of America. It's today's Chevrolet. Those commercials. Those commercials are hot. Yeah. Yeah. This Link- is a local one, but I always fucking loved Stivers, Lincoln, Mercury. Wow. Wow. That's fun because they sell a Mercury Cougar. Cougar. Yeah. Yeah. I, of course, the best from where I grew up. You go to account, account you go, you and Harris, you yell out Baxter, and some motherfuckers gonna be like, it yeah. just doesn't get any better. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, Did you guys uh, get Lebeda mattress jingles out there? Lebeda. Everybody, Everybody knows, knows it. Lebeda. I don't oh, know yeah. if that's from growing up or if I just know that from like when I lived oh. in Des Moines, but I do yeah. know that. It's a good, it's an airworm. It is. Um, come on over to Adventureland. We know that one. Oh, yeah. Well, you're going to have a fun filled day. Yeah. Yeah. We also know that you're going to save big money at Menards. That's cool. oh, yeah. You do save big money. Uh, you save you save big money. Do you know there's like a whole it's like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. There's like verses to that song. Yeah, we really save big money. We save big money when we shop Menards. Yeah. I always thought he said chop Menards. Oh, I just 100 percent on board with my nards. And I thought that was so funny. It's Great. one of those things where you're like, how did nobody talk about this? <laughs> how did that? How do we get there? How do we get here? It's like, what's a wolf man say? He says, my nerds. Oh, yeah. I was watching. Um, I watch uh, Tim Heidecker, who I, I love mm-hmm. uh, from Tim and Eric. He's got a weekly uh, YouTube show he does with DJ Doug Pound and uh, Vic. Uh, Vic, I can't think of his last name, but uh, mm. they um, they uh it's just like a radio show. It's very fun. Talk, they talk. And he was he went on a rant last week about uh, Long John Silver and about how like the, the guys that run Long John Silver and how they're just like, why the fuck doesn't anybody eat here anymore? Like everybody should love fish. And they're like, it's because our name sounds fucking stupid. We can't well, change it now. And it, it was just so the inner workings of the Long John Silver's offices was very funny to me. Well, public health opinions have really changed since uh, Long John Silver's got introduced in the 70s, and they don't really offer very many non-fried, non-breaded foods at the restaurant. And they tried introducing like lower calorie, non-breaded, non-fried fish, and it just didn't sell for shit. And they ended up having to waste a lot. So that's a con, right? All that. That's a con in the con pile. Pro pile. Pineapple cheesecake. Real good. Oh, huh? hush, puppies? hush puppies. Hush puppies. A little, little fucking malted vinegar and, and then crispies. Oh, man. Crispies. Motherfuck. Fried clams, baby. You never go wrong with some fried clams. You ever have a fried clam? Have I? There's no. I feel like we just get in runs on this podcast where we yeah? talk about the same thing. My We've mom. Ta- you think we've talked about fried clams? There's no I fucking think so, way. Because I, I have listen this- to this podcast every day. Listeners, write in if I've told this story I'm about to tell before, because I know I have. Mm-hmm. One time when I was a kid, we were we went somewhere and we went to Long John Silver and I love shrimp. Did you get a hat? Eh, probably. I rang the bell. I'll tell you that. Oh. Um, but I got I, I always ordered shrimp. Yeah. My mom ordered. What, for what me. kind of what other uh, what other uh, underwater Let me get what, this story what other out. seafood do you eat? Hold on. Let me tell you the clam story. All right. So we go to the drive through. I get a hat. I run in and ring the bell, even though we're in the drive through. I say I wanted shrimp. My mom orders me food. I eat it all. She goes, was that good? And I said, yeah. And she goes, well, ha ha. Yeah. Yeah. Clams. And I was like, fuck you. Why? OK, sure. Like, 
It was like she was tricking me. Like I had spent my whole life saying I'm never going to eat clams. Yeah. And then she tricked me. But it was like for no reason, you know. Um, but I, I well, you know, I don't eat none of it now because it all has a soul. But when I did, I ate. I mean, soul. Soul is a great seafood. Uh, the fish. Um, I think you can eat mussels. I have Googled it. I decided against it. It's it's kind of a to each their own type thing. Okay. Um, same with clam with uh, like steamed clams. Mm-hmm. Same thing. It's like some vegetarians are fine with it. Some aren't. Um, but uh, yeah, I like I liked seafood a lot. I loved lobster. I loved you ever, crab. You ever have any of that uh, clam milk? I've never had clam milk. Tell me real quick about one of your favorite seafood things and make it take like 15, 20 seconds. Oh, Obviously, there's only one thing I want to eat anytime I eat seafood, Patrick. Uh, Keith James Hasty, uh, son of Carl, the first of his name. Um, I love fucking Cheddar Bay biscuits. Well, of course, I mean, of course that is. Yeah. But I can't believe you switched us up to... Uh, we were at Long John, now we're at Red Lobster. I mean, motherfucker, that's like... Uh, for the seafood lover in you. Whoa, I don't know that one. Red Lobster. Are you writing this or is this, is that no, one? Well, the, that was their little jingle. It'd be like, come on down. It's Lobster Fest. Oh, it look is at, Lobster Look fest. at all these shrimp rolling around in slow motion today through Friday at Red Lobster. For the seafood lover in you. That's I don't know. I don't remember that, but that's great. I do love that. Mm-hmm. Um. What other what else? What else? Trending. Why do what they call it Red Lobster and not just lobster? Yeah. Actually, it started off as a restaurant called the Green Frog. <laughs> it was a French place. No, it was a seafood place. Google it. Green I watch a lot of the YouTube channel Company Men, and it's all, like the bread and butter of the station is like the rise and fall of A&W hamburgers. William Bill Darden opened the first restaurant, the Green Frog in Waycross, Georgia in 1938 mm-hmm. at age 19. Yep. He later founded Red Lobster. Yeah. And Red Lobster, Red Lobster was originally called Red Lobster Inns of America. So it was a it was like an inn verse before it was a restaurant. Get some claw, y'all. That's what I do for a jingle. Yeah. If I was Red Lobster guy. I like lobster, but just like with cr- crab, I don't want to work for it. Like, can't you just bring it out already done? You know, Uh huh. like, why do I have to fucking crack this little guy's uh, exoskeleton? You know? Yeah. That's so you'd be like a lobster roll guy. I love the lobster. I one of the last things again, I can't believe I haven't said mm-hmm. this on the show recently. One of the last meats I've eaten was a lobster roll when I was in Maine with my mom in oh, 2014. Yeah. Well, unlike the 18th century, a lobster roll was to feed the poor. Oh, sure. It's one of those things that probably was super easy. Mayo and fucking sloppy. Meat. Oh, no, no. Like the roll is, is, uh, is doing a pun. Oh, I did not get it. Yeah, it's all right. It's OK. What else but, is trending, buddy? Um, uh, let's see. Long John Silver's <laughs> lobsters. Oh, did yeah. you see that trailer for Star Wars Visions? Yeah. Wow. What do you think? Uh, that looks pretty badass. Yeah. And especially for a fellow like a me. Hold on. I got to burp away this uh, uh, LaCroix horn. A fellow like a me. Yeah. 
uh, who doesn't have a good uh, anime good, pool. Yeah, I don't have a good pedigree for anime. Yeah. So same. I feel like this will be a fun way to rip me into it. Uh huh. And then I and I uh, trailer looked fucking sick. Yeah, yeah, and especially just uh, I mean, I know it's heavily implied because it's called visions, not called like vision, but just uh, man, I think Star Wars kind of works pretty great when it's pretty much just like here, yeah, here's a bunch of Star Wars toys, make a narrative. I told you, you man, I told you last week about that the book I'm listening to, the Star Wars from a a certain point of view. Mm -hmm. I, I mean. It's so hard to say this, but it's one of my favorite Star Wars media things. Good. They, there's and some of the stories are duds and I skip right through them. But like there was a story. What it is, is, is it's like, OK, so like the cantina scene in A New Hope, mm-hmm. there's like 12 stories just based around it. And there's one that's like the bartender who's like, hey, we don't serve their kind here. Your droids. I got to wait outside. Yeah, there's like a whole 12 well, minute story about him. Yeah. And why he hates droids and why he's so like when the, when Obi-Wan cuts that guy's arm off and he's just like, this fucking sucks. I hate working here. And and it's so good. And, you know, like there's the guy that's got like the snout and the oh, and yeah. the and he's just like he's the one that tells him where the, the hangar is. It's his whole backstory. And it's so good. Yeah. He he he's trying to get well, everybody in the canteen has got a fucking backstory now. Oh, it's so good. And this book is so good. And it's all written by like really great sci-fi writers. So, oh, I really, I'm really yeah. loving it. And it feels like this where it's like, I cannot wait to here's see the sandbox. Go play yeah. in it. Star Wars Matrix uh, fucking revelations. Oh, sure. Like that version of Star Wars. Yeah, that's what it is. That's basically yeah. what it is. That Matrix. I remember watching Dang. Matrix Revolutions before I really ever watched The Matrix and being like, uh-huh. what the fuck is going on here? You weren't plugged in. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I was plugged out. I'll tell you that. I was plugged up, too. I've been eating a lot of cheese oh, yeah, that yeah. month. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, but Cheese gets me plugged up. Craft. Stop. Cheese. Brought to you by. Oh, that's House. like a fun. Like, that'd be like a fun like uh, jingles. Like, uh. I guess like more realistic commercials uh-huh. where it's like, hey, you having uh, watery shits craft. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, you need to lock up that crap. Get lock up the craft. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. Uh, oh, I forgot to mention this. I think I told you uh, I got a fucking sick ass uh, uh, Spyro. Oh, I, I yeah. You see that? I, I saw uh, visions, on, if you will, on on Instagram. All right here, look at this hog. Oh wow! Yeah, he's huge, and he was just at my local toy store, so it's like it's like the dream. Like I didn't have to go on eBay and spend fucking eighty dollars <laughs> to get that or something. It, it was just it is the dream on the shelf, and it was ten dollars. Here's the thing: ten bucks, listeners. It's it's probably what what we're gonna say about. Three and a half of my cocks. It's like, uh, I don't know, like maybe, uh huh, maybe a little about eight inches. Eight inches, yeah. And uh, it, uh, it's awesome. It's not. It's more of like a figure. It's, it doesn't like move around stuff. Ten bucks. I go to the counter. They say forty bucks, and I'm like, oh no 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 no. Look at that number, buddy. And he's like, oh sorry, I thought this was going to be on the shelves on the trophy or on the um, 
thought Bust. it was going to be on the statue shelf. And I was like, no, you guys put it on the, the poor people stuff. So I get it from the poor people stuff. So it's awesome. Good. Very excited about it. Oh, yeah. Made made my day, whatever day that was. Um, and then you had to start dragging it around town. Spyro. Yeah, dragon. Um, hey, are you dragon ass? Get some craft singles. <laughs> uh, okay, so here's some other stuff that's happening. Star Wars Visions trailer. Now, that was mm-hmm. great. We love that. Did you watch the most recent What If episode? Uh, what if I didn't? Are you kidding me? No. What was that sound? That was a little burp. Here, you say, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? That's what it sounded like. I don't know if that picked up, but uh, it was great. God damn. That's cool. It was, um, uh, what Black if Chala? Panther? Yeah, what if Chala, the, they pick him up instead yeah, yeah, of Yeah, it wasn't the Star-Lord? anus in it? Who? The anus? Thanos is in it, and Thanos is, it's so funny. Because it's basically what if Chala, who's like exudes charisma, uh-huh. but in a totally different and is smart in a totally different way that Peter Quill is. And so he convinces Thanos to not do genocide, basically. And so he's just a part of the crew and they joke about it all their time. They're like, hey, go talk to Thanos about what his plan was. And he's like, it's not technically genocide because it's random. It was really funny the way they did it. I really was it enjoyed Josh it. Brolin. I think it, if it wasn't, it was a really great sound alike. It nice. was Chadwick Boseman, and that was his last role. And at the end, they had like a really like, you know, well, we love you, Chadwick. Blah blah blah. Um, Keep and- rolling, 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 rolling. That's fun. What? <laughs> That's really good. Um, well, oh, I know it- you'd be loving this shit right here. Uh, J O S H B R O L I N right here. People in the house throw their hands in the air. If you don't care, my dad was on uh, Pensacola Wings of Gold. <laughs> See, that's that's why I got into the Goonies, man. You don't make it. You don't make it in Hollywood yeah. unless your parents did. Yeah, nepotism. Oh yeah, Thanos. Uh huh. We got to get naked because of nippletism. Nippletism. Oh wow. That's what happens when I uh, go to a strip club. I get nip, 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 wait, nipotized. <laughs> uh, let me see if I can. Let's see. I'll bust this out. <clears throat> okay. Oh, we, oh, yeah. We don't have any uh, good trending topics. So we're heading over to the old DMZ report. Not yet. Not yet. Actually, oh. first, uh, you, you familiar with Bill Joel? Billy Joel? Oh, yeah, sure. Billy. The, the piano man? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You call him that, too? The that pianist from Long Island. I I wouldn't go. Th- I mean, that's kind of rude. Oh, pianist. Yes, yes. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, well, here's here's a little turn on one of his classics. Okay. Jason Reitman, Hargate, Emma Roberts, Miley Ray, Liv Tyler, Lily Allen, Lily Rose Depp. Rob Ryder, Kate Hudson, Ben Stiller, Aniston, maybe Gummer, Grace Gummer, Rashida Jones. Yep. Robin Thicke and Kiefer, Zoe Kravitz, Rumor, Thanos, the Mad Titan. He is played by Josh Brolin. Estevaz, Charlie Sheen, even David Carradine, Jaden Smith, Willow Smith, and Dakota Johnson. They are all in the Hollywood because their parents are famous and they didn't work for it. Okay, that's it. Where'd you get that? I wrote that a long time ago. Oh, really? Yeah. And it never like went viral or anything. I should record it is what I should do. Like do an audio version of it. Yeah, man. All those people, though, 
just look up anybody you like and they're Parents are also have a Wikipedia entry. Yeah. Oh, or they boy. or they own the Giants. It's such yeah, right? <laughs> it's such a bummer. It's so weird. Who was like just right before we started recording? Oh, I was the one up. exception is comedians. Uh they just had rich parents, the ones that made it. Yeah, they they have rich parents. Sometimes I uh, uh yeah, it's such a bummer. I get so fucking uh, it can really wreck my day to find out somebody's related to a rich person, especially if it's somebody I like. If it's somebody yeah. like a, a comedian I don't know or somebody doing comedy that I don't know, and then I look them up. Yeah. It's why I like people like That's... fucking Heidecker. Hey, if you want to get the, if you want to get those Tuesday Wednesday uh, spots at eleven o'clock at a yeah. comedy club, can't be ha- fucking around having a job. I tweeted something about that once about how like when you do your first open mic, the host should ask you how much money a year your parents make. And mm-hmm. if they make above a certain amount, you should just have to get to skip all that. You just move right into getting a PR person and like a yeah. manager and everything. Also, people that uh, don't have their parents pay any of their bills should be able to go up first at Mike's so they can get their exactly. times in. And, you know, somebody one time uh, I got in a fight with somebody about that once about how, like, if you're late to a mic, you shouldn't have to be beholden to a, a late bucket. Because it's not your fault. You couldn't be there on time. And it's like, what? Yeah, 100% it is. Especially when there's a million different People. fucking mics. There's another tweet that's fun about nepotism. Uh, my wife one time told me that I should write a book. And I mm-hmm. told her that author Laura Ingalls Wilder was the third cousin once removed from Ulysses S. Grant and a descendant of the Delano family, the ancestral family of Franklin Delano Roosevelt. So, like, you don't get to fucking do anything without nepotism in this business. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What about fucking fun? divine providence, fucking royal families. And oh, it's boy. just always fun when you uh, can see, like, uh, the arc of, like, certain royal families in, like, a shorter amount of time. And then they go through it. Like, a good YouTube video is like, and then this fuckstick was born. Yeah. He was the half nephew yeah. of this fuckstick. And then... uh he like starved 10,000 people. It's so surreal. Then how... he got stabbed by his cousin and his cousin took over. It's also weird how it's all still happening. Like how it, it, this isn't like a fun thing from the past. Not just when we talk about like actors and actresses. Well, now they it's moved like... it to capitalism. Well, like look at fucking Cuomo. Yeah. His dad was a goddamn mayor in the 80s and early 90s. And so then he gets to be mayor. Who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, by the way, uh, breaking news. We have breaking news on the podcast right now. OK, mm-hmm. uh, it is announced uh, fi- uh, t- six minutes ago. The Atlanta Hawks are hiring Nick Van Exel as an assistant coach. Oh, wow. Remember Nick Van Exel? Yeah, yeah. God, he uh, rocket. Yeah. Like, and oh, on- oh, and another and that nepotism stuff like, fucking- oh, his dad is Jeff Van Exel. Uh, oh, no, like <laughs> it's fucked up like Pat Mahomes dad. Yeah, sure. Okay. You know, it was a major David Carr, David Carr out so there then, holding his so dick. So then he gets a fucking five. Then his son gets a $500 million contract. You know what I do think is interesting about that is I kind of think, shouldn't he have gotten, I guess maybe not because his dad wasn't a star. Like he was a, a, a good athlete or whatever like that. Yeah. But it's like, he was still like a fucking on Texas Tech. It's not like he went to Alabama or something like that. Oh, yeah. It's so much better to be the son of a yeah. moderately successful like, oh sure just like a career player instead of being like tony gwynn jr well or what i always think of is like and maybe this is because we're of a certain age but like remember when it was like 
oh, both of Michael Jordan's sons are going to play college basketball. And you're like, yeah. oh, I bet they're going to be great. And then you'd never fucking hear about him again. Yeah. Same I thing remember wait- following Walter Payton's son's college career oh, and yeah? Barry Sanders' son. I was like, well, oh, my uh, God. And then nothing. And then, but then, who would think they weren't as good as their parents, who were like on a very short list of a very hard thing to do? Yeah. Um. What's who's the guy? Orlando Brown? Is that yeah? Orlando Brown. Mm -hmm. Uh, his dad was like a star though, and he's like doing well so far. So that's. It is one of those things that's really interesting when you're like. Yeah. It's a little more forgiving with athletes because you still have to come up and prove yourself. Yeah, I know, hundred percent. But it's not. It's still. Coaching, however, that's a different story. When you get to have the cushy lifestyle, I feel like that's the problem. Yeah. Coaching is fucked. Yeah. Like, however, you, it is interesting. You can, you, I'm like, surprised that Andy Reid's son isn't back on the sidelines, even though he murdered a kid. You yeah. Know? Well, uh, Shan- fucking- Shanahan. Oh, uh, yeah. He like, I don't know if you listened to his uh, flying coach. Episode I did. I did. Yeah. Where he like actively like fought against it until he yeah. like he already did like a lot of shit. And uh in the capacity before he even tried to work with his dad. But it is one of those things where you're like, you hear that and you're like, okay, yes, I agree. But even that he's not aware of how much he got because of his dad. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's 100%. like, it's like, I didn't go work for my dad right away. I was a, a, a quality control coach for the Buccaneers. And it's like, yeah, but why were you with the quality control coach at fucking 22 for the Buccaneers? Cause your yeah. dad was winning super bowls, you know? Uh-huh. It, it, it's like that's well, the thing who, that's who's so... gonna get hired. Uh, you know, Bob McGoogle flicks. Yeah, you know. Or, that guy uh, sucked though, because that's the guy that he's the guy that benched Eli. Yeah. Or 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 are you gonna hire Brett Schottenheimer? Yeah, right? Well, and like every Lombardi has a job for life in, in the football business. And it's weird because I like don't... my fucking names on that trophy. I'm going to be your quality assistant control manager. I don't even know what that is. It, it, I do. Speaking of this, uh, what a podcast today, by the way, <laughs> we're on fire. But I do really like this idea of uh, I don't hate I don't hate Kyle Shanahan. Now, his dad is a big uh-huh. Trump guy. His dad's a big like, I don't know if he's on, but he's in that whole world. Yes, was a Bronco. So that is a big deal. But um, he's like definitely in the Fox News world. I don't know if Kyle is. I, I would like to think he's probably not. He seems like he's got a better head on his shoulders. But I do think it's I one thing I do like is that I loved like yesterday when the Packers uh, uh, gets game ended. I like seeing Robert Sala and uh, Matt uh, LaFleur be buddies uh-huh. and like smile and hug and take photos together. And I like that way more than these fucking prick ass our dad's generation coaches who were like, you know, and just shake hands and run off. Oh yeah. Um, and I feel like Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan is a big part of that. Cause all these people are filtering through his systems. He worked with, mm-hmm. but still he wouldn't have got the job if his dad wasn't nobody. Yeah. You know? So wild. Okay. Let's see what else we got for. Thank topics. you for being a trend. Um, Oh, here's some interesting stuff. Just some news I found when I went to the DMZ. Now, of course, the DMZ is Darren uh, Patterson, front of the show, fan show, real in effort. Uh, his Facebook page, he's really good at compiling all the news of the week. Uh, Major League Baseball is ending its 70-year partnership with Tops. Oh, who are they no, getting in with? Kraft? No, uh, fan, uh, something like Fan Zone or something, or Fan... I don't know who it was. Huh. I can't remember, but... Isn't it funny that Tops started off as a bubblegum company? 
Yeah, that's fun. And then they needed a way to push the gums. They get baseball cards in there. Yeah. Well, what do you think they're going to do now, though? Like, do you think that they have enough of a. Is there enough of a market with them having deals, hopefully still with the NFL and NHL and NBA? Oh, yeah, totally. Because baseball cards always were the top. They should just uh, start selling bottoms. Oh, yeah. They should get into like gay players, butts. they get into gay porn stuff and it's all like tops and bottoms. Yeah. Tops apparent for a while had like a fun like the people that ran it were cool. And like like I don't know if you remember, but like the Sklar brothers had a fun. They started fucking uh, garbage pail kids for fuck's sakes, man. You don't get Mm. much cooler. Well, I don't think I knew that. That's wild. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and they were in like all of those. They they were making most of the movie uh, trading cards. Yeah, that are always fun to get nowadays. Anytime you can get your hand on a vintage pack of trading cards. Yeah, and they're they're only like a couple bucks anyways. Uh, you know, like sometimes you can get like a pack of Alf cards for a dollar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some bars would do that for like their drink tickets. Like oh, the really? Pine Box would always buy like. Uh, oh yeah that was great by the bell card or alf card or you know i've been watching so this is kind of a trending topic thing but uh i mentioned them earlier secret base they're doing this really great like i think it's gonna be like seven part series each episode is an hour all about the history of the atlanta falcons yeah it's really great if you haven't started it yet i haven't but i saw it on my scrolling but then i saw how long it was yeah the first two are out uh, they're both 50 minutes i'm just trying to eat dinner here i need a 10 minute video just yeah fucking pump the brakes see i'm the other way i'm like tell me about dinosaurs i need this to be long i want so i watched the first two episodes they're really good but um and it's fun because it starts with like of course it starts with like whatever it is 23 to 3 or whatever and like that's your jump off point and then it takes you back to the history of the franchise. And it's, well, it's I'm impossible. sure a lot of Atlanta fans had a jumping off point at uh, <laughs> that's right after that Super Bowl. Um, but uh, I remember sitting on that couch with you and Gideon feeling so happy. Big Ten. <laughs> God damn, Big Ten. Uh, but uh, what was interesting, I was watching that and they start talking about this guy named uh, Tom Kim- Brady. No, there was, a pl- there was a QB for the Falcons in their early years, 74 to 77. Named Kim McKilkin. Do you know who this guy is? Mm-mm. He threw, like, I don't see, I'm trying to find his. He, okay. He was their starting QB for like five or six years. He threw in his career for four touchdowns and 29 interceptions oh, for 1,135 yards. Some of these, like, forgotten, like, yeah. 70s, 80s teams that were bad. And yeah. it was so much harder to get better back then because there was no free agency and like drafting the process of drafting was just so outdated and weird and just some people just didn't know how to run football yeah you know like the process was wasn't there for a lot of people and the coaches you were able to separate talent so much more well and this especially in this era it was where like a player would come out of college and it was like the AFL would have a draft and the NFL would have a draft. And then it's like, well, they're going to give me more money or I want to go live there instead of here. And so like even getting players, but what's funny is after this guy, so he played in the league for 10 years, that record terrible, but then he came out and he ended up becoming a VP at Turner broadcasting and like is directly responsible for cartoon network and like billions of dollars. Like he, his whole career has nothing to do with the fact that he was the worst, yeah. one of the worst quarterbacks of all time. 
He took sacks in football and then mm-hmm. made sacks. Yeah. Whereas Dexter's money. laboratory is hidden. His laboratory was on the field. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, it's funny, too, because old older football, even like good quarterbacks on good teams got the fucking shit kicked out of them and put up shitty stats. Yeah. Well, the, and that's another like you look at like an MVP season from like 1978. Yeah. Where like the best quarterbacks they got there completing like 53 percent of their pat. They're putting up fucking uh, Drew Locke numbers. I I just recently uh, Aaron Rodgers did an interview. It's funny because I, I don't know if you're this way with the, the Raiders at all, but I'm very like uh, uh, superstitious where I don't like watching any Chiefs stuff. Like, I don't like watching their post-game stuff or any of that kind of things. I just get... But for some reason, I'm into watching all this Packers stuff. So I've been watching a lot of Aaron Rodgers interviews, and he made a comment about how, like, because of him directly and the players that he's influenced, the quarterback position has changed. He's like, look at interceptions alone. He's like, when I came into the league, a, a QB could throw 40 interceptions in a season, and it wouldn't be a big deal. He's like, now, who's throwing that? Now, if somebody throws 15, it's a, and they could lose their starting position. And he's like, and that was because of what my generation led into the league. Yeah. And I thought that was interesting how we can see that in the last 12 years we've seen. Well, that, also the rule years. changes, too. You can't fucking guard a guy sure. anymore either. Sure. You, you can blame it on that if you want. If you want to be mad at Aaron Rodgers. Do you like well, Aaron Rodgers? Or you hate him. Yeah. I love him. I think he's great. He's marrying that lady that I like. Uh, I don't really hate too many like uh, main NFL people. Unless they're like, uh, you know, objectively shitty. Sure. Like, like any Cole, personality. Cole Beasley. Yeah. 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 Like, but a Jalen Ramsey, I, I like the guys that are like talky, you know? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I love doing, he doesn't do anything shitty. No, I love Jalen so Ramsey. So he's a good personality and he gets, you know, great takes. And it's awesome when he says shit about Baker Mayfield and then yeah. fucking Baker Mayfield like beats shit out of him one game. Yeah. You know? I want what I want is uh, I think it's so exciting. I know that we just keep talking about fucking football, but it's that time of year. Um, I think it's so sick that like all these new QBs and stuff like that. There's so much like it really feels like we're going to have a shift in the NFL for the first time in our adult lives, really. And and of course, we're entering total quarterback saturation. Oh, wait, is that did you write that? Is that your term or I just did. Very cool. Um. But like, because there's so many players. Like, who's that guy, Drew Locke? I think he's I, fun to watch. I just reached for old Trey Lance in my fantasy football draft. Yeah, and I wanted to make sure I got him because yeah. the new quarterbacks are also changing the landscape of fantasy football. Oh, For yeah. the last ten years or so, you could just wait on a quarterback, wait all day. Yeah, you know, you don't need these quarterbacks. I can get Tony Romo, Philip Rivers, fucking Ben Roethlisberger, one of these guys, super late, and be fine. Now, now. Man, you don't get one of those uh, top six or seven quarterbacks with that high rushing floor. Yeah. You know, you might be behind the ball a little bit having to settle on a Matt Ryan of the sorts, you know? So you got to go out there, try and get one of those big guys, or you wait a little bit and, uh, you know, wait for the long play upside of a Justin Fields or a Jalen Hurts or even a Taysom Hill, you know? Yeah. Weird. Do you think one? Okay. Before we, okay, here, let's hit some more of these quick. Trending topics from Jared Spade. Okay. Uh, just go through all the preseason games. We'll break them down <laughs> one by one. <laughs> uh, Mike Richards 
hired as Jeopardy's new host has stepped down. Uh, really? Yeah, he stepped down. Ah, oh, dude, I couldn't. I was so excited to see Kramer. <laughs> well, did you hear why he stepped down? He because went to the he laugh- said the N word. Yeah, he went to the Laugh Factory and had a bad set. Mm. Uh, yeah, he's done. I don't know if Mike I don't Blossom know who Mike Richards is. Well, that's the thing, and I don't know how into this you were. Blossom, I wasn't at all. I, I, it's one of those things like it was fun, yeah, like f- for the first week, and then, and then once LeVar Burton hosted once, yeah, like you know, that, well, I was good on the story. Well, I, what happened was, uh, who knows if those were actually considered auditions, those might have just been like we're gonna get some celebrities to host for a couple weeks. Yeah. But what happened was when they chose their new host, instead of choosing all of this, these potential great hosts, they picked a fucking uh, white guy who has been producing Jeopardy for like the last 10 years. So it's just this guy from in-house. And it's like, what the fuck? And then when there was some out war, then they also said, well, we're also going to have two hosts. We're going to have Blossom Bialik or whatever the fuck do mm-hmm. it too. Well, she is per, has been very anti-vax about a lot of stuff. She's like a piece of shit. She's also like uh, uh, when when uh, what is it called? Uh, Miramax happened. Uh, uh, Harvey Weinstein. Oh. He was like very shitty about the women that was coming forward about that. And then he as is like a piece of shit from podcasts. He said, and he's like a real he's got all these things skeleton in his closet. So it was just bad all around. And what I thought was interesting is because there's still uh, obviously all the support for uh, LeVar Burton. Uh, and of course, he's Jordan LaForge. Yeah, me how to read. LeVar Burton. And uh, <laughs> squirting Lavar, I love that. Uh, hey, are you squirting Lavar Burton? Craft cheese, come on. Uh, come over to the smooth side of cheese. <laughs> uh, hey, I was squirting Lavar Burton, but now I am a hard poop Lavar Burton. Tired of throwing away your cheese because it goes bad? Well, fuck that shit. Get some craft. Yeah. Last forever. Uh. But I uh, I don't know if you saw Ryan Reynolds tweeted out something about how like a lot of people on the internet from like 2012 to 2014 mm-hmm. were actively saying constantly they wanted me to play Deadpool and I always thought it was oh, great yeah, but it was that. a weird thing. Ryan and it's Reynolds, like, he, he's, yeah, uh, he's in all those conspiracy theories, right? Uh, give me an example. Because he's always wearing those foil hats, Reynolds. Reynolds wrap foil hats. Yeah, that sure. if you are if. He's probably got a rich family, and that's how he got into acting. I wouldn't be surprised if he is not an inheritance of the Reynolds rap estate. So it would make sense that he would sell all these cockamamie conspiracies. Um, his father, I do so not. More people would buy Reynolds rap. In all fairness, I don't think he is. He's from Can. He's from. To stop Bill Gates from reading your brain. He's from Kitsilano in Vancouver, which is his nice neighborhood. His parents are probably upper middle class, but they're not rich. His dad was a cop, which, you know, that sucks. Um, all cops are bastards, even Ryan Reynolds father. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, and his mom was a, uh, uh, a saleswoman. So he did come from nothing. And he came from like improv him and like uh, Seth Rogen were doing like improv and shit when they were like 16 oh, in yeah. Vancouver. So I, 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 I like Ryan Reynolds. I think he's great. Now, maybe the fact that he's genetically one of the best looking humans on Earth. Uh huh. I'd rather somebody be hot than have rich parents. You know, I want to see that TV show that uh, uh, him and uh, uh, Kat Denning are doing. 
Oh, I didn't know they were doing one. Oh, yeah, yeah. You ever heard about this? Wait, is this a bit? Cat Reynolds, Reynolds. Two guys, cat. two broke girls in a pizza place. <laughs> the Nostalgic Front Podcast is brought to you by Cozzy, Jennifer L, Matt, John, Grammar Hole, Edward S, Joan, Emmett, Christina A, Hank Finch, Mike Haas, Brian, Sofing, Adam S, Shank, and listeners like you. All right. It's time. It is. Did we ever do a fun size about this topic? Uh, uh, I don't think we've done any uh, thing like this yet. No Army of Darkness, no Evil Dead, no yeah. Sam Raimi. I, what's your experience? Oh, yeah. I mean, this movie came at the perfect time for me. Yeah. Uh, 1992 so i'm a fucking 10 year old yeah you know just old enough especially in our era to watch a good r-rated movie you know yeah just, just old enough that the scary stuff is just radical instead of scary and funny and, it's silly. Yeah. it's slapstick yeah I and mean, i can remember like from trailer on really wanting to see this movie having no background they didn't even advertise it that much like it was from these other two movies at least to me as a oh yeah 10 year old as a kid and uh yeah it just looked like a funny awesome fucking movie and it was rated r mm-hmm. i wanted to see it this is kind of silly because so i was in a different position where i saw it maybe in i would say probably like 96 so i was oh, probably yeah. like 12 and my yeah. dad it, it was on like cable at this point and uh, I had never heard of it. I had never heard of the Evil Dead. I didn't know anything about it. I knew Bruce Campbell because of Badger uh, of Briscoe County Jr. Yeah, Briscoe County Jr. And I loved him in that. And so my dad one night was like, "Hey, let's watch this movie." And maybe my mom was shopping or something. It was like something. Yeah, so it was yeah, just my dad yeah. and I. Mom's got to be shopping if you're going to be watching. Yeah, some mom, mom's mom's be shopping. Uh, <laughs> mom's be racking up credit card debt that we're still dealing with to this day. Uh, but like we're watching TV, we're watching it and. I loved it. And I remember laughing so hard with my dad. There's like a few movies that I remember seeing as a kid at home with my dad, where we both just like loved thoroughly it. enjoyed them. Um, oh, yeah. Those Ace Ventura 2 was that way and stuff like that, you know. Um, but I remember loving this movie and then like it leaving my head. Nobody talked about this movie, you yeah. know. And this was at a time when like I was 12. I'm not going to. And it was the summer, I think, too, maybe or Christmas break or something. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not even going to like see any of my friends for a while to even be like, oh, my God, I watched this movie. Yeah, it's not like you're fighting deadites in your backyard for the rest of the summer and then come back to find out every other kid was fighting deadites in the backyard. Maybe I maybe maybe this is not what you're saying, but like I probably was fighting deadites in the backyard, Uh, but for a couple weeks, it was just me. I was out in the woods. Nobody else was going to fuck. it. I wasn't telling anybody else about it. So then what happened is cut to. uh, So that's when I'm 12 cut to I'm like 19, 18, 19. And I'm at uh, Walmart. I'm in, I'm in college. I'm at Iowa Western, which is in Council Bluffs. Go Reavers. Mm-hmm. I'm at a Walmart, not too far from uh, the Harrah's. And uh, I see in the dollar bin, the DVD bin, or maybe $5 bin, uh, they have like the special edition DVD. It's like the one with the, yeah. it looks like it's got a wrapping paper on it, brown paper bag on it. Um, and I was like, oh my God, I love this movie. And I was telling my friend Joey about it. It was my roommate at the time. And he's like, I don't know that movie. Joey Bag of Donuts. Joey Bag of Donuts, who I just texted with 
while uh, we took our break between our setting bar huh. things. Um, but I was talking, and I was like, oh, this is great. Have you seen this? And he's like, no. So we went back. We watched it in our college apartment that night. Loved it just the same. And then I start watching the special features and I'm like, hold up. What's the Evil Dead? Yeah. I hadn't, I was 18. I had never heard of the Evil Dead. Didn't know anything about it. Isn't that wild that I had yeah. seen this movie now twice? Because I love that movie and then found out like uh, not too far before it that the evil or too long after watching it that the evil dead Two exists. Yeah. And then I, I can remember renting and like, I'm glad it took a couple more years because by then I was aged up a little bit more appropriately to, to watch, watch those, which watch evil dead Two, which while it's very funny and slapsticky as well. Like is definitely the needles more into horror than comedy. Yeah. Like the army of darkness is like, I mean, there's horror elements and stuff and uh, like, but it's not like you don't get like spooked out. Yeah. You know, you're more like that's gnarly than anything. Yeah, totally. Um, But it was, just, it's just very weird to find out that this thing I like, I feel very much at like other when, things. Yeah, you're when, not. When, that doesn't happen anymore. When Stacy, like we've ta- I've talked about this on the show. When Stacy was like, "I love Die Hard," and then when we when I got we watched Die Hard one day, she's like, "What the fuck is this?" And found out she thought the first Die Hard movie was Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yeah, and it's like that. Yeah, that shit can't happen anymore. Um, and also a thing that I right? like nobody is gonna watch Shang Chi. Like, <laughs> be like, what are you talking about? There's 24 other movies before this. <laughs> Um, and something else that's funny is that more like, uh, dang, gee, when I did find out that this was because of Evil Dead, I was like, that's what is going on. I've seen the Evil Dead. Like, if you would have asked me in high school, Patrick, have you seen the Evil Dead? I'd say, yeah, I love it. I think it's fucking crazy. And if you would have asked me my freshman year of college, yeah, I love the Evil Dead. I think it's fucking crazy. And then when I found this out and I was like, that's not the Evil Dead. What am I? And then I started at the time, probably early Internet. I started looking into it. And the movie that I thought was called The Evil Dead for my childhood mm-hmm. was Dead Alive. Oh, yeah. The the Peter Jackson. Uh, yeah. movie. So it's just so weird to like all these things happen this one night because we randomly and, went to Walmart, which is fair, too, because there's definitely a lot of uh, uh, like themes connected yeah. between the two as far as like uh, visionary directors mm-hmm. that were like DIY totally like bringing all their friends in doing like over the top uh, gross out. Like, and you know what? I never even made that connection till now. You're hundred percent right in that. To me, it was just this other movie that I mixed yeah. the title up with, but you're right. Peter Jackson's career and Sam Raimi's career mirrored in very interesting ways. Yeah. And they both start with these, like uh, I, and I I'm guaranteed that Sam Raimi's work was a influence on Peter Jackson early on and stuff. Um, oh yeah, one way or the one one way or the other. Yeah, it's it's wild. But but so then what happened was I watched the first Evil. I watched Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two in college. Love them. Uh, I I'm still I was never well, a horror person, but I loved yeah. Bruce Campbell so much. Well, yeah. The great thing about the Evil Dead series mm-hmm. is they're great movies for both movie fans and genre fans. Totally, totally. You know? Yeah, like because. You can see the passion behind it. Uh, mm-hmm. You can see like Army of Darkness is fucking awesome because he's like throwing every special effect 
they can with that budget and that time period at it. So yeah. there's puppets everywhere, stop it, motion everywhere, fucking people in front of camera, like in front of a Why screen. aren't they making movies still like this? Is Does it cost way more or something? I just think, co- it, yeah, co- they're just not cost effective anymore with just how good uh, like digital effects are. Even on like smaller budget stuff, they like, uh, for instance, there was a uh, fucking uh, Nicolas Cage horror movie I watched recently called uh, like Willie's Wonderland or something. Oh, yeah, like I've that. heard of that. And it's like uh, a Five Nights at Freddy's slash Chuck E. Totally. Cheese type horror movie it's starring Nick Cage. And there's a couple of scene fight scenes when Nick Cage's character is fighting these animatronic creatures and they just all of a sudden become clearly CG. Yeah. Which is fine and all, I guess, because you're trying to make a movie and fucking half of it's going to be free on all these streaming services anyways. Totally. But also, he's fighting a puppet. So why can't we get some fucking puppets in yeah. there to fight? And that, that is one of the best parts and the best charms of this movie. Is Yeah. Is, I mean, well, it also it makes it. Like, it's part of it, the fact that if, it's like this, it looks like I, that. Yeah. Clash of the Titans. Well, the more of these movies we watch, like the more the one of my favorite things, especially about 80s and 90s movies, you have all these different uh, uh, special like special effects art forms that are pretty much at or near their zenith before Mm -hmm. fucking Terminator and Jurassic Park come along and fucking uh, change everything forever for better or worse. And uh, so it's great to like know that computers don't exist and then try and extrapolate backwards like how certain shots are done and yeah. everything. and again all these movies are for big movie fans you yeah. know that's why i mean sam raimi's always gonna have a job because mo- like he's got a movie cult nerd following so you get uh i watched the making of uh army of darkness oh cool after, after the movie and it's just so cool being able to see how they did so many things and it's pretty much it's funny because I guess about five months of this movie is just them in the desert shooting the castle siege yeah. uh, stuff with puppets and, uh, you know, practical people, effects. Yeah. Just uh, blowing up skeleton puppets over and over. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it. Uh, yeah. It Um. once we get to that part, this movie is so good for so many different reasons. It has so many yeah. different. It's almost like it's the thing. I think we spoke about this maybe last week or some recently on the show when a movie's just a bunch of series of really good vignettes, almost oh, like yeah. almost shorts. And I think this movie does that so well. well. It does it really well, too, because you have the the first act of the fucking fish out of water. Mm-hmm. And then, well, not and even then that, you have the, him in solitude. Just the like, way we get into it, where it bridges oh, the gap yeah. between the other movies that I didn't even realize was or doing that. Does it bridge the gap or does it bridge it the gap? Uh-oh. Uh, by the way, I loved her. Bridget, Bridget Fonda? Fonda? Oh, nepotism. Yeah. D- again, yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, I love her. You I'm, know I'm she's... Fonda, her... Uh, Danny Elfman. Yeah, Danny Elfman. Really? Uh, that was awesome. I think yeah. I like Danny Elfman. And I, I was a big fan of her last movie, too. That uh, Kiss of the Dragon with oh, Jet Li. Seen... Oh, I've never seen yeah, it. Yeah. And she was always a total babe. She was like Tarantino. Yeah. It's just so funny. She's in this movie for 10 seconds. Yeah. I looked at her IMDb and it's really funny because um, in her IMDb. Let me read. Let me see if I can find this. There's a funny like. OK, so I, I'm I'm obsessed with IMDb trivia and how people write stuff mm-hmm. and so this is one of her pieces from imdb trivia like this is on it currently 
NBC has ordered a TV pilot for the series Lipstick Jungle 2008 based on Candace Bushnell's novel. And it's like nobody's updated this since 2008 when they were right. possibly going to make a TV show. You know, it's like the original Space Jam's website. And then like visiting family in San Marino. That's from October 2004. That's what she was doing. Uh, so good. weird. That is weird. It's, I just love that because what do you call it? Uh, I mean, to be is just such a weird thing. Um, yeah, and it's so funny that we watched this movie and they have this whole opening segment. That's how seamless it is to get you into the universe that they built is uh, we just walked around not even knowing about Evil Dead 2 existing for totally. a little bit. And of you time. didn't need to. The intro, you're like, OK, cool. This is happening. Um, this is uh, kind of funny. This bridges what we were talking about in the last section more. So. Bridges or Bridget's. Okay. Uh, I was I almost mentioned this, but I couldn't remember who it was. I about how like these rich, how like when you're young and you're rich, and your parents are famous and how, of course, you can become a famous actor and stuff like that. She was the example because I was seeing that she went to NYU. Mm-hmm. She got to meet all these people. She got to work with, and she became a huge fan of Dario Argento. Um, and like she was obsessed with like yeah. the Stendel syndrome. And it's like, well, of course, because she's like this rich she get her dad's a fonda. She gets all these opportunities. Well, of course, a, she has time to be like into cool art. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I was like mad at that her last night and then it left my brain. And now I remember well, um, at least this movie is just full of a bunch of fucking idiots from Michigan. Totally. Who uh, did their own thing for fucking ever. Do you know who her stepdad is or who her godfather is? Fucking Marlon Brando. I don't know. J.R. Ewing. Larry from Hagman. Dallas. Yeah. Larry Hagman from Dallas is her uh, godfather. He's dead now. So I hope she doesn't die because then who's going to race. Right. Um, Goddamn. OK, so uh, yeah. I haven't seen this movie, obviously, for a good little while, because it's one that we like just know inside and out. Mm-hmm. But uh, boy, I'm five minutes into this fucking thing and I am loving it. It is fun. It is yeah. a fun. I watched some like. um uh like youtube video that was like uh you know like some guy has a channel where he counts all the kills in a movie mm-hmm. and he seems to be more into like the horror genre which i understand but he was like his his criticism of this movie was that it was too silly and too slapsticky and i'm like i don't think so i think as high as 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 a crazy where? plot of what's happening yeah. i love the weird like three stooges bits and shit like that in it yeah and i, I mean love- where else do you take it He's uh, Bruce Campbell. You, ju- you could just have a creepy fucking cabin movie again. Well, that's where you is, could have medieval dead too. Apparently this was yep. going to be the original sequel. Totally. And that's, that's interesting stuff about how this movie had a bunch of fucking, uh, but it cost too much. It had a bunch of issues from the, um, production from like, uh, whoever it was paramount or whoever produced it. Universal universal. Um, which is funny because Universal, you'd think they'd understand like a fun monstery schlock movie, but like they wanted to call it the medieval dead. They said no. So then they wanted to call it Evil Dead 3 and they said no. So then they were like, what about Evil Dead 3 Army yeah, of Darkness? They said they, no. They knew they wouldn't get all the fucking 12 year olds. Yeah. And then board. like they, they 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 fucked with the editing a lot, which I'm I'm interested in. What does that mean? I've heard that, but I don't know what that means. Yeah, I know but the windmill like scene got cut down pretty healthily. Really? It took like a year. They weren't they said, a fan. It took like a year. And I guess the DVD version I have is the director's cut. So maybe it's all in there. Oh, the, yeah. not a fan. I see what you're saying. But the, uh, they did cut that down. So 
Um, but like that was the thing that Bruce Campbell was like pissed because he's like, we yeah. shot this movie well, and then it, I waited a year for it to come out. Yeah. And when you think about him and so this movie came out in 92. Let's look and see when Briscoe County Jr. was on. Probably around it was the same after time. that, because uh, apparently he had to learn to ride a horse for this one. Oh, okay. and he got better by the time he was on Briscoe County Jr. But uh, it was on 93 to 94. God, th- like. This movie, I tell you what, Bruce Campbell is so fucking good in it. Like, yeah, it's it, no wonder this, that this he... is his. I mean, it's him at his best playing his iconic role, mm-hmm. you know, and this is a defining Ash movie. Yeah. Like, you know, not like he's a lot more straightforward of a guy in the first two evil deads. Mm-hmm. By the time he's here, he's a fucking sarcastic, cocky asshole, which really works great because. Uh, it's fun to just see him fuck up over and over again, mm-hmm. you know, and get the comeuppance, you know, the classic and- uh, clack to Verado. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, OK, so let's just quickly we'll run through the plot a little bit. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, you got I, I didn't take notes. I wish I would have. But there's a couple of things. One of the funniest things. And I oh God, what is the line? OK, I'm going to try to look up the line. Um when he comes back and he's got the book and they're like, he's back. And he walks in and some guy like walks over to him and he says something like, get the fuck out of my face. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there, there's a, so many just one off well, lines. It's so that fucking are great. funny. Like uh, here in the beginning of the movie and he, yeah. he, you know, he gets dropped in the middle of the fucking desert mm-hmm. with his car and himself and immediately gets like chained up. Yeah. Yeah. By, uh, the fucking bull cut King Arthur. Uh, yeah. And uh, like just like a throwaway background line, which this movie is full of. They're like poking his car with a fucking spear and they're like, what piece of armor is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just that type of shit. There was it's, a thing where they were said that and his one liners are yeah. like when, great and consistent. A thing I always like a line I've always loved since the first time I saw it was when uh, what's her name? Uh, the lady Sheila, yeah. mm-hmm. when she's like she wants him dead and spits on him. And then later she's like trying to romance him. And he's like, first you want to kill me. Now you want to blow me or no, first you want to kill me. Now you want to fuck me. Blow. Yeah. And it's also (laughs) while he's doing the most hidden bot fucking scene Mm -hmm. ever. Yeah. Yeah. Where, uh, he's eating great. Like just the visual combination of being fed grapes and eating a giant leg of an animal. Totally. that totally sets anybody's fucking character. Oh, when you were at the fair, did you do that? Did you get a big old turkey? I've leg never had a big ass turkey leg, man. I haven't had meat in years. I'd love it. If you brought me one right now, I'd eat it. Okay. Noted. But uh, turkey leg sounds good. Yeah. The movie wastes no time either. No, it's perfect. It's boom, boom, so, boom. Oh, yeah. Because you're three minutes into it and you're already to the pit. Yeah. And it's yeah. And that is scary, but it's not like terrifying. It's just like, yeah. Ugh. And his well, Sam Raimi's directing is so good to the way it's yeah. all like it oh, makes yeah. you feel like you're kind of in the pit, but you're not totally. terrified. Well, it's it's more we're scared for Ash. Yes. Then yes. like we're scared. Yes. Even though they do shoot it good. Like, well, my favorite part, one of my favorite fucking parts of the movie is uh, like they're getting ready for the pit. Mm-hmm. And the first thing is they throw that guy in just to like let you know that you don't want to fuck with the pit. <sighs> 
And the fucking, yeah, over the top blood, much like Evil Dead 2. Yeah. So then now we have like Ash is like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't even know these assholes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> tell them, tell them, tell them that I don't know you, <laughs> you know? And oh. then uh, the fucking, I just love the shot of the old lady that yells, you know, throw the son of the bitches into yeah. the pit with them. And then she takes like a, big bite out of a fucking roll. I don't know why that works so great, it. but it does. And then fucking Sheila throws a rock at Ash because she's mad about mm-hmm. her brother dying in battle. Apparently they were on set. They were throwing fake rocks, uh-huh. but uh, Sam Raimi were, had like five people with potatoes. <laughs> and so he was getting pelted with these like from, foam rocks and then he get hit by a potato. From what I heard, like <laughs> Sam Raimi is like the biggest asshole to uh, Bruce Campbell. Oh, slash that's fucking Ash. good. So like they do this all the time. Like the scene where he's getting the, the shit kicked out of him by the skeletons uh-huh. af- after he uh, unleashes everybody from not reading from the book correctly, you know, and they do all the three yeah, stages yeah. shit. Like they, they did it until he was pissed. And he was like, nope, that's it. We're good. We got mm-hmm. it. We're good. But man, physically Bruce Campbell like he is like top tier a plus like physical comedian. I don't like, understand unless it was because this movie didn't do as well financially because of Universal not pushing it the right way. But why didn't and I'm not I'm sure he's got a happy, a good career oh, yeah. and I'm sure he's happy with it. But it just seems like he should have been in. This is his only movie he's ever made where he's the 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 A-list star like studio. Yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. And he's a good looking guy. Yeah, exactly. You know? You know, well, there's I, a reason why he has legions of fans, you know, yeah. um, the something that's interesting about Sam Raimi. I, I, I remember hearing him maybe on the Nerdist podcast or something back in the day where he talked about. So when he directs, he wears a suit. Right. On he set. directs a lot with his brother, too. Well, uh, yeah. And he do, who or Doe? Say that again. Uh, Sam Raimi he directs a lot of projects and writes a lot of projects with his brother. Doe. Uh, Doe Raimi. Yeah. Um, it's they got a movie that's coming out. I it's not soon. It's coming out far. Uh, it's about Solo. It's like a sequel to the Solo uh, movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, Don't the, they have uh, one of the Jackson brothers in it? Uh, Yola Tito. <laughs> um. Okay. So, but uh, he wears a suit on set, and then they were asking him about why he does that. Is it do you like suits? And he basically was kind of like, I don't care, but I'm such a push. He's like, I'm he doesn't command respect. Yeah, that's the human being he is. So on set, when he would wear a suit, like on the set of the Spider-Man movies, people are going to respect him more if he's in a suit because he seems like was the, it adult. the Spider-Man suit. <laughs> yeah, he'd wear the fucking he had the whole Doc Ock thing and they would yeah. have like a bullhorn in one of the Doc Ock hands and stuff like that. Um, but that makes sense because he's like. I just look like I'm just a guy if I'm just yeah. on set and I don't like certain directors like Ridley Scott would command a, a, a set or James Cameron, but he wasn't like that. So he'd wear this suit so that that way he would kind of command that. And I bet you that comes out of especially Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2 in these early movies where you're working with all of your really close friends. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you got to be on set dark man with a uh, fucking Liam Neeson, you know? Yeah. Right. To get that respect. It, it, it makes sense. Um, a thing that I find it think is really interesting about this movie is um, Sheila, 
the actress who plays her. Oh, yeah. She's a uh, punk rocker. Uh, <laughs> you're right. Uh, her name is Imbeth Davids, which is a wild name. But after this movie, she goes on a run. So this was her first big, her first movie. Uh-huh. And, and she also got nominated for a Fangora Chainsaw Award for Best Supporting Actress. And so that's exciting. Nice. But after this, 92 was Army of Darkness. 93, Schindler's List. 95, Murder in the First. 96, Matilda. Like, she's fucking boom, 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 banging out hits. Uh, eventually, she's in Bridget Jones's Diary. She's uh, plays uh, uh, Peter Parker's mom in Amazing Spider-Man 2. Um not even the Spider-Man's. I'm talking about I'm talking about Andrew Garfield. OK, uh-huh. uh, she's gone on to have like she's such a big career. Um, she was on Scrubs, you know, she's in a lot. Oh, of stuff. yeah. And, and it's just fun to think that, like, what do you think that that 12, 13 months while she's shooting Army of Darkness and then all of a sudden she's shooting Schindler's List, you know, right. Army of Darkness with Sam Raimi in in the, you know, the desert. And then all of a sudden you're on set of Schindler's List with Steven Spielberg. Right. What a wild one two punch to, hey, welcome to Hollywood, you know? Mm hmm. I'm um, sure her parents prepared her for it. You yeah, know? Her, her parents are probably rich as hell. Larry Davids, that's her mom. Uh huh. <laughs> um, God, Bruce Campbell is so good, though. Yeah. Uh, so then, yeah. So I love the movie. I love how the story trucks. It really doesn't, there's no bullshit in this. Oh, yeah. Um, I like that the, uh, well, the, the wise man is that what the, he's considered yeah. and the pit sequence is fucking great but oh, I, sure. I fucking love after the pit sequence where he gets out of the pit mm -hmm. you know the pit fight's cool yeah but uh you know arthur is getting ready to fight him and he pulls out his sword yeah and uh what does he do to punch him no he shoots it that's it yeah, yeah and he's yeah. like this is, is my, my boomstick. boomstick yeah and then i fucking love when he starts saying, who wants some? Yeah. Just, he's, uh, there's a part. He's just calling everybody out in the town. He's like, who wants some? Well, huh? and just the idea of everybody. You? So the thing I you love. You want some? The and thing then, I love about. I, I, I talked about this last week. That's how we got into doing this episode. Is yeah. We were discusing when we were talking well, it's about. such a relatable character. Man. Were we, what, what All of did, your worst parts. What movie did we do last week? Princess Bride. Yes. So when we were talking about that, the reason I love this. Connecticut Yankee and King Arthur's court style stuff. Or no, we did Monty Python. Yes, whatever it is. I like that era. And the reason I like it is because I like I love the thought of how would I react in that situation? You know? Oh, yeah. And something I think is always corny is when people are just like, try to blend in. And it's like, no, be honest. Tell everyone the truth. It's just like with time travel, you know? Like if I all of a sudden time traveled back to 2008, I wouldn't try to just act like it's still 2008. I'd go find a scientist. I'd go to a university and be like, listen, I understand this sounds insane, but I time traveled and yeah. I'd be honest. And then I'd try to, that would be pl a plot a, you know what I mean? That wouldn't be something that I try to do an hour into the movie. Yeah. And so I love the way yeah. that right away he's got the power. And now after he, you know, he survived the pit he and he's got the gun and yeah, he's he man. Uh -huh. oh, Bruce Campbell is he man. That'd be fun. Yeah, well, I just like, yeah, and he as long has as the, the technology woke, and the stuff, woke too. brigade doesn't like, mess it up. Like, a <laughs> oh, that's a trending yeah. topic. Did you see there's another He-Man series coming out? Uh, uh. A trailer came out. There's another He-Man that's uh, more for kids. That's called like He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Oh, fun. 
Yeah, I'm sure the fucking Judds hate it. I don't know. Um, but so, yeah. So then he, when, once they realize that he might be this person from the, the myths or whatever, um, that is something that in film and in television. What a plot device. Oh, the when prophesized someone, one. Yeah. When someone's like, oh, yeah, we knew this was going to happen. It happens in everything. Oh, yeah. It would be interesting to see a sci fi or a fantasy thing. Like try to deal with that. Like literally and then be like, this is the guy. No, we have no prophecy of this guy. We what well, are we going to do? It'd be fun if they keep doing evil dead movies, which I guess they have. But mm-hmm. like if they do it, one where it's like rise of Skywalker, where you find out that everything he did didn't fucking matter anyway. He wasn't yeah. the chosen one, which is weird because nobody ever says that in the Christopher Walken movie. The like, prophecy. Yeah. No one's ever like, this like, is the prophecy. Yeah. Um, and then they look at the wall and go, mm, or the fourth wall. Battlestar Galactica was very much like that, where it's like Battlestar Galactica time travel. They're, they're like element of time, not time mm. travel, but time is just like Loki, where it's like everything has always happening and it's always going to happen again. And it's always happening at the same time. Yeah. And that's an interesting way. I'm, I'm too stupid to really grasp it. Like in terms of my own life, you know what I mean? Mm hmm. But I, I like it in a in a in a thing. I like the idea of it. But because of that, then people are constantly like, oh, well, so if everything keeps happening, then that means who's going to be the chosen ones right now, you know, and stuff. And I think that's kind of fun. But I also like the idea of something where that's not the case. Like, it would be kind of fun if they didn't know he was a chosen one. If he just popped out of there and then they're like, OK, well, we're going to respect this guy. It's kind of like doing something because you're not afraid of God or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I like that story as well. Um. And I just really love this whole uh, fish out of water element of someone from in this situation, the early 90s or whatever, yeah. di- dropping into fucking. Especially the way that he can sell cool slang talk to people that don't know what the hell he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, uh, he says to uh, uh, fucking Henry the Red. And he's like, uh, pal, the only two things you're leading right now are Jack and shit. <laughs> yeah, and Jack right? left town. Jack just left town. That yeah. was one of my favorites growing up. It's right really there. good. Okay, here's one. <clears throat> uh, okay, so here's what happens after he shoots King Arthur's sword. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. You see this? This is my boomstick. The 12-gauge double-barreled Remington. S-Mart's top of the line. Yeah. You can find this in the sporting goods department. That's right. This sweet baby was made in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Retail for about $109.95. It's a, got a walnut stock, cobalt, blue steel, and a hair trigger. That's right. Shop smart. Shop as smart. You got that? <laughs> I like, love it. Especially the way he says that there. He's like, you got that? You got that? Shop right. Shop smart. Shop as smart. Um, big dick swinging ash, walking around that pit, letting them all know what's up. Walking up to the king, being like, hey, your shoelace is untied. And then uh, blammo, blammo. Right the kisser. It's so good. Yeah, it's uh, I'm now I'm just looking at lines. He says shit, some stuff that bugs me, but I think this is just his generation, whatever you call him that I guess it's like cool boomer, whatever they are. Uh huh. But the idea of like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the listener, uh, shy Reem's dog just made an appearance. Uh, sounds like it's her podcast now. Get that mic in there. Let's hear this. That's her licking. You can hear it, listener. Her breath smells like tuna. Let her. 
I let her clean a can for lunch. My dog's breath smells like no, my cat's breath smells like cat food. Yes, Ralph. That's um, great. but like there's some stuff like groovy. He says groovy a bunch and that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think groovy is a very corny word when I hear it. It was big in the mid 90s. It Him, was Earthworm Jim. Fucking hey, uh, Austin Powers. <laughs> Earthworm yeah. Jim, that creator being a fucking sucks. Uh, yeah, it really blows because it's on Tubi yeah. and I want to watch uh-huh. the series, but I don't. Not I Tubi. won't. Also, the part of him that uh, the makes him say groovy fucking rules is the scene of them building his prosthetic hand. Yeah, the fucking just steel arm. All the quick cuts and mm-hmm. like just like quick cut to this, tighten in a screw, quick cut to this, cutting something. And it know. makes me you think like, Tight. It's is that where Edgar... Yeah. Do you think that's where Edgar Wright kind of picked up that style? Or do you Probably, think maybe I mean, this it was is a Raimi thing because he was doing that in Evil Dead, too. So yeah. I think it's more of a callback to him uh, gearing up his uh, like chainsaw hand and everything. Sure. OK, yeah, it's shot the same way. But but I'm saying like in in Shaun of the Dead, they do that a bunch. I'm wondering yeah. if do you think Edgar Wright is influence is being influenced? Sure. In that yeah, yeah, with him? Or do you think is that like more of a a thing from another genre that we just don't know about. Is that like an old school Fangoria thing? Could be. Um, maybe. I do. Um, speaking of which, I do love how the, the inclusion of the Fangoria magazine in the trunk. Oh, of that's cool. Yeah. Car. And uh, apparently, I, man, I'm just a sucker for any fucking behind the scenes of practical effects. Me too. Just nerds in warehouses making monsters and blowing them up and yeah. talking about how they're going to blow up monsters. It's fucking fascinating. There's a great I rewatched it uh, sometime this week. There's a great behind the scenes of uh, uh, Revenge of the Sith. Mm -hmm. That's really good. And it shows like them. It shows like stormtroopers running around their guns. And then like it shows them like the guns are like foam. It's almost like memory foam where they like bend and everything like that. But then it shows them running and they'll like spray them with this stuff that makes them look more sleek. But it's funny because like they're standing around and the, the the set designer guy is like, oh, yeah, so we got these and he throws yeah. it and it just kind of bounces like a pillow almost. And you're like, I 100 percent buy that those are real guns during the show. Yeah, oh, it's good. Uh, yeah. So basically, after this, we get our quest. There we go. Because we know Ash wants to go back home. He's, and so he's he needs got a Nepo- Necronomicon to get it. Mm-hmm. And he's got the support of the people after he. Uh, did some big dick swinging. He escapes the killing pit deadites. And, yeah. And then makes the Arthur look like a bitch. Yeah. And then you get the second act here where it's pretty much just Ash off on his own little solo adventure, you mm-hmm. know, having a lot of fun. He yeah. Get, the windmill is basically like a smaller version of the first two movies where you get a little bit of seclusion. Yeah. You get monsters and shit. Uh, a lot of good shots with the windmill, too. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, he uses it uh, later when he's cutting up bad ash and mm-hmm. he just, just, it looks cool, but the yeah. little people yeah, are fucking fun when it's almost like Gulliver's travels at that point. Oh yeah. Yeah. He yeah. breaks the mirror and then that all the shards on the floor, they all pop out and turn into him. And that's <laughs> yeah. just the, the idea of that. The thinking of that is really fun. Oh yeah. And then the execution of it too, especially mm-hmm. back then. Yeah. Like there's a lot of fun shots where there's multiples of them. Like I can always, like one thing that always sticks out to me is when he starts doing London Bridge. Yeah. And he's like, 
big and slow and brooding because he's going to stomp on this little guy. He's like, London Bridge is falling down. And then, of course, takes a nail to the foot. We cut to the Ford miniature Bruce Campbells and they go, my fair lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah just- and then, and there's also what is what is it that they say? God damn it. The, the four little four, the little guys have an uh, oh, goody little uh Goody little two shoes, goody little oh, yeah. two shoes, well, like, that's, shit like that. Yeah, yeah, that's after. Oh, that's he, evil Ash. That's, yeah, 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 that that leads up to one of the best lines in the fucking movie is he's getting punched by well one of the little guys jumps into his mouth. Jumps into his mouth. <laughs> it's a great scene Gulp. where he's gonna drink some hot water off of the boiler. Yeah, it's good. There, like all, there's so much good. Like again, this is just Bruce Campbell just crushing physical comedy. Yeah, nonstop. Because before that, you also have. When he gets his face stuck to the frying pan mm-hmm. and, it, and it cuts to him grabbing a spatula and then it shows you like him, like grabbing the spatula and breaking the fourth wall to be like, yes, this is a utensil I need. And then he scrapes his face off <laughs> and he swallows um, the miniature ash and pours boiling water down. And there is this beautiful uh, like moment of him gleefully killing the monster in his stomach yep. but also the pain of the boiling water totally and, and i love yeah. the thought i love not just bruce campbell acting all that out i love the idea this is a real situation he's got this happening to him here's how yeah. i'll try to solve it yeah. i'll drink this boiling water yeah. it's so fun by the way i want to give an update so you know the internet's always paying attention to us and listening to us oh yeah we talked a lot about seafood and then you mentioned that you gave Shy a can of tuna. Oh yeah. So when my when my thing refreshed, my ads on the side wow. right now are on IMDb are for Blue Harbor Wild Albacore tuna, thirty two dollars and ninety five cents a can. Wow. That's only because we just talked about it. it we didn't even a, click on. We anything. get a case of the bumblebee. Uh white albacore for like 22 bucks. What's the line in Ace Ventura where he's like, Mobi tuna. Oh, it's because that's he's it's two. He's trying to talk about their language. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, OK, so yeah. So then he the guy that is awesome comes out. His eye pops out in this really gross, like eye mouth, like fucking vagina looking thing. And his shoulder. It's so sick. Shoulder eye. Yeah, it's so sickening. And the way like when I see that, that's not how I'm not criticizing the development of this scene, but it's weird to be like, I swallowed this guy. He's growing. And so because he's growing, his eye would grow. Like if his eye, if his yeah. body started well, ripping open. Good, well, it looks better than a finger. You're right. You're right. Or you're right. top of a head. You're right. You're right. Like, what the fuck's happened to me? I have an eyeball on my shoulder. And then they cut to the next scene where he's like double man screaming and howling in front of the moon. Mm hmm. You know, and then, yeah, you get the there are a lot of good shit with uh, bad ash, even though bad ash just gets his ass kicked here. Yeah, he's quickly dealt with because he's doing the goody little two shoes. Yeah, yeah. I just fucking love the shot of all of a sudden he's got a Remington 12 gauge S smart top of the line shoved right up his fucking nostril and it cuts to a stern ass Bruce Campbell. And one of the best lines of the movie is like good bad i'm the guy with the gun yeah Blammo. yeah fun it's fun very fun and uh, then 
again, they're using the uh, windmill to great effect because he straps in bad ash and takes a chainsaw to him. Mm-hmm. But in between each strap and stuff to like heighten the tension, the windmill will like go through mm-hmm. uh, the shot and like darken it out. So it's some oh. cool editing there. And then uh, cuts him up and starts. Well, he's like, what's great is you have bad ash's head yep. in the in a grave and he's like talking shit to good ash and then good ash says uh hey uh what's that on your face there <laughs> and he drops dirt on it yeah uh, uh good stuff all around man i just googled i'm looking up at it i'm gonna buy an evil dead ash figure. that's why second act is best here because you go straight from there to he finds the three books oh yes and like he's like, well, there, I, nobody ever said anything about three books. Yeah, and, and so then is it clear? Is it made out clear what the other books are? They're decoy books. But is it? Does it they're say? Clearly oh, okay. decoy books. Okay, decoy books. Yeah, because the first one he gets fucking sucked into. Yeah, and comes out with the funny face and the prosthetics, and that's hilarious. Yes, and then the other one. <laughs> uh, Turns into a bird like bat thing that starts attacking him. And it's so funny after that because he's like, he's annoyed with it. And he's like, ooh, you, ooh, you. Uh, and it's good. It's very good. I love it. Yeah. And then um, he, for, yeah, forgets the words. Classic. Everybody uh, remembers that. For sure. I think also one- those words come up in other stuff. Yeah. They're from like the, the tomorrow or something, the, or the earth ends tomorrow or something. It's from some movie from the 50s. Yeah. Um, if you're looking at this, I think I'm going to buy this right now. What do you think of this? That's sweet. Uh, Su- Super Seven has a $18 Ash figure. I don't think it comes with a chainsaw, unfortunately. No, I think that's just a regular uh, S-Mart one. That one's yeah. got a cape. That's got a cape. That's pretty cool. He cuts his in that scene. He cuts his face on the cape. Actually, did you have you heard? Did you see that little uh-huh. bit of trivia? So in the scene when he's fighting evil Ash, um, him and like the stunt guy that's playing evil him who also the guy that plays evil ash is the same guy that played stay puff man in ghostbusters yeah that's wild um but in that scene there was like probably one of the things that like held the the cape on or something yeah it sliced his face and so he and it was not terrible but bad enough so they rushed him on set there's a thing they rushed him to like a plastic surgeon to make sure they could take care of it but he had so many other cuts and scratches that are from the scene that it was like and they had to take all the, the makeup off to then get it to fix and stuff like that, which I thought was so funny. Um, so then, okay, so back to the book. He he goes through his whole thing. What's the movie? I'm trying to find the movie that that's Clack Duverado Nick Two is from. Day the Earth Stood Still. Uh, it's Barada, not Verado. Yes. In the original, it's Barado. Yeah. But in which this, they say. Which is a great say, cheese, right? Barada? Oh, yeah. Uh, hey, you squirting out of your butt. You got butt mud? Get some Barada cheese, bud. <laughs> You got butt mud? Get some burrata, uh, bud. And then it's great, too, uh, where everything starts going bad. It's like this is when the movie starts going good. Yeah. Uh, boy, you know, they might not want to call it Army of Darkness, but uh, the Army of Darkness is one of the best parts of the movie. It just we go straight Looney Tunes, fucking yeah. uh, uh, Three Stooges like him versus all of the random hands in the graveyard. While they're grabbing his tongue, fucking hooking his mouth. There's a shot where he's getting beat up by all of these 
skeleton hands. And then in the middle of it, it pans in really close on Bruce Campbell's face. And you can see a look of dread developing on it. And then unexpectedly, 15 fucking skeleton fists. Just punch them all at once, dude. I love, I love it. it. It looks so good. I really love that. Um, that makes me feel like a kid. Like, I think I watched Sinbad and maybe like Clash of the Titans a lot when I was a yeah, little kid. They the used Harry to be on, Housen. Yeah, they used to be Jason on. Jason like, and the Argonauts. Yes, they used to be on like Saturday mornings a lot and shit. And so that whole scene, I just think rules. And I'm surprised. And like the way that like Wes Anderson did like Fantastic Mr. Fox and like yeah. Must Love or whatever it is, uh, Isle of Dogs. Why isn't somebody making cool stop like cool that Dude. style of movies now? A stop motion skeleton will never not look cool. And it looks so much better than like I was thinking of like uh, even which other people love it. I don't have that same affinity, but like um, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas and stuff. These other ones that are like, yeah, computer generated versions of that. It never looks as good, you know? Oh, no. Um, here's an interesting thing I just found the going back to the Klaatu Barado Nick to. In the 1983 film Return of the Jedi, two of Jabba the Hutt's employees are named Klaatu and Barada, the former belonging to one of the two Niktu species. Uh, there's the Katasada Niktu and the Green Niktu. Um, and they come back in the Clone Wars and in uh, the Phantom Menace, you can see them. Nice. And during the pod race. So that's fun. Klaatu, Barada, Niktu moves all over. And then they're all like, now this is what I call pod racing. Uh, did you ever see that tweet I tweeted that was like... Uh, me drunk as shit in 2004 on some small highway in Iowa, uh, going like a hundred in a, in a Chevy Corsica. Uh-huh. Now this is pod racing. Oh, I'm drinking some iced tea in my, uh, free or my complimentary, uh, Brooklyn Cyclones cup. And boy, nice. it's good. Boy, it's good. Well, what, uh, what's your complimentary Brooklyn Cyclones cup say on it? Something like, uh, hey, man, great looking face. It's just a bunch of, oh, I see what you're saying. It's just a bunch of yeah. like fucking uh, baseball players that no one would ever know their names. I have a complimentary. Uh, it's a cup with four white Iowa guys. Iowa State Fair cup that says, uh, have you lost weight? Well, that's fun. I have a complimentary craft uh, cheese cup that says, hey, buddy, you squirt, you squirting. If you're squirting, if you're hurting and squirting, you might as well get some craft uh, cheese. Mm-hmm. If you're hurting in a squirt and get some craft cheese for certain when <laughs> oh baseball, it all comes together when you're sliding into home and you feel the gross foam, get some baseball. <laughs> what is it when you're what is this podcast when you're when you're heading towards first and you feel your fans pants burst? Is that it? I don't know, man. When you're heading into second and you feel a uh, something, something Hoopa beckoning diarrhea. <laughs> When you're heading into third and you feel a juicy turd. And when you're heading into a home and you feel the salty foam. I don't think that's right. I think you're making that up like that Billy Joel shit. <laughs> I definitely know foam and turd are parts of them. I don't know the other two. Um, okay, so then, yeah. So now he's got the book for nefarious reasons. or you know, and I loved it. I don't think I realized it until when I watched it this time that that one guy is evil... Was Ash? evil Ash. I think yeah. I just thought that was like a generic other bad guy. Uh-huh. You know? Um, and I like when they turn what's her name, Sheila, into the evil lady and stuff. Yeah. I think those are done really well. I may be bad. 
Yeah. But I feel, feel so good. good. Yeah. I'm going to be in an Oscar award-winning movie soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, about the Holocaust. Yeah. <laughs> What's fun is, uh, I guess, uh, the blacksmith there we go the blacksmith yes. with the kick-ass mustache oh yeah just some dude that went to high school with uh sam and uh bruce oh that's good well yeah, his yeah. brother and he moved to la and that was like his first movie and his, he got his sag card and then uh was in a bunch of other little stuff nice ted Ramey is in like all of his movies but then also in a lot of random stuff like that's one cool and i think we ted, spoke yeah we talked about this a long time ago when we did the Xena episode but i kind of forgot about it Oh, I yeah. forgot that Hercules and Xena were like produced by him. Yeah. And so there's a lot of crossover like Ted Raimi's and all those. And Ivan Raimi wrote a bunch Ted, of them and Bruce's in them. And yeah, Ted's got like uh, four different roles. Yeah. And as this. acting in it. And he voices like 90 percent of the uh, like, you know, what what piece of armor is this? And all of this, most mm-hmm. of the skeletons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which, by the way, now, uh it pretty much leads to the siege is after uh, Bruce Campbell, Ash raises the army of the dead. He's got to get back to the castle. And he's like, all right, we get part of the deal. This was in the deal. You got to send me back. Yeah. And then uh, old girl gets kidnapped. That's his, uh, you know, his romantic foil. Now that she's gone, now he's a little bit more invested in protecting the stupid castle and the book instead of being selfish and going home. It's his little arc. So then we're just getting ready for a kick-ass siege scene. And it's nothing but fucking the, the dead getting reanimated. Mm-hmm. Like there's a great shot of skeletons digging skeletons uh, out of the ground. And he's like, welcome back to the land of the living. And then he's like, now grab a shovel and get digging. Well, they there's a part they cut out because they show them grabbing bones a lot of times. And sometimes it's to help the skeletons out and sometimes it's just random bones. And there's a they, apparently they cut a scene where it's explained that the bones are the skeletons money. And in our world, in their world, bones equal dollars. And that's why they're coming out at night is to get the bones from you. And then the skeletons will pull your hair, but they'll pull it up, but not out. Uh, all they want another chance at life because they've never seen so much food as this. Uh, and they understand they have half as much food as this. And the worms are their money and the bones are their dollars. This true. That's from the uh, very good. I think you should leave sketch. Okay, man. It's if you haven't seen that one, it's the one where it's a guy playing a country song Uh and he's like, he's like, they're like, we just need something good. And he's like, okay. And he's like, the church bells, they were ringing. The clouds were low and brown. The horses, they were neighing. The day Robert Palin shot me down. And then the bass player comes in and goes, exactly. The bones are the skeletons. My, in our world, bones equal dollars. All right. The bullet ripped inside my chest. The clouds, they did storm. My sweet Marie, she cried to me. And then I was no more. And it was also the night that the skeletons came to life. Yeah, you know, this has a lot of my favorite things that Gremlins 2 has. Puppets me, and over the top. Oh, definitely over the top. Over in the, the top sequel them. Yeah. And uh the castle siege, it's just uh bits on on top of bits. Mm-hmm. Like uh and it's a lot of exploding puppets. There's also a fun part. So when 
when he gives his like his speech. Let me see uh, if I can find it. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. To get everybody uh, back on his side. It's like, I you'll have my hammer. Well, he's like he stands up there and he's like, uh, God damn it. What is the me? I'm through running. Uh, whoa. Uh, because so I've talked about this. Uh, I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast, but there's a band called Dogwood that was like a Christian band I used to know. And they in one of their songs, they had a little clip from this movie. And it was like, uh, uh, me, I'm through running. And it's that speech where he's talking about that. Yeah. Um, and then they go into that thing where it's like, you have my steel and my axe. And that's exactly like a scene in The Lord of the Rings. Uh-huh. And so I'm it's- like, is that Peter Jackson? Like is Peter Jackson in the Lord of the Rings movie that was like a billion dollar movie throwing back to Army of Darkness? Or is that a thing from Army of Darkness that was right. actually in the Lord of the Rings movie books? You know, also, yeah, it's also funny. Uh, you bring that we're talking about that scene because, uh, like I said, Ted Raimi is playing like four parts in this. And yeah. uh, in the scene just before that, he plays a completely different character who's a fucking coward. And it's like pretty much saying, we got to get the hell out of here. And then they started shooting the next scene and he's still dressed like that. <laughs> and uh, he's also the character that goes, you'll have my steel. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and then like they were in the middle of shooting it. And Sam was like, wait, we can't have him saying that here. We got to they sent him back into wardrobe and brought him out for that uh, bad haircut looking character there. Oh, that's great. I love yeah. that. I love that. I just love that his little rousing speech. And then it does that thing. That's like very classic cinema things, time, baby, where he's teaching him how to fight. just like yeah. in that Mandalorian episode. And that's or like a Robin very old, hood, Robin hood. That's a very Prince old tights. story thing. Um, yeah. And they're doing like the, uh, they're making gunpowder and it, it, you know, just the classic, uh, the well, the wise old man. And there, he doesn't know what gunpowder is. And he's like trying to look at it next to an open flame to get a better and then uh there's a dang it dog that scared the shit out of me hold on there you go he's he fucking he hit her he hit the dog no we got neighbors you know and and she likes to bark at him so in this he thinks it's our yard over there i know i'm going back to this for no reason but in this christian song in the bridge, because remember how pop punk songs used to always Wait, have clips from movies. The bridge, the Bridget, the Bridget Fonda in this Christian song. So at first it would be like it's like the music's playing, and then you just hear from Independence Day, mankind, the world should have new meaning to all of us today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences uh, anymore. And then it cuts to this. Uh, dude, go ahead and run, run home and cry to mama. Me, I'm through running. And then it cuts to a clip from Kids in the Hall, Brain Candy. Uh, of Kevin McDonald, who we both know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. You can't be happy all up. the time. That's life. Take it back. I never knew that was from Brain Candy. I always thought it was from like, uh, you fucking know, some old Christmas movie. You know, songs on jukeboxes have toll bridges. Hold on. Just... <laughs> I'm going to yell at this dog again. Okay. Hold on. Mute your. Okay. Go ahead. So he has gotten up now and he's walking around. And whenever this happens, everything breaks. 
So I'm 100% sure everything is going to break. Oh, I just had to lock the dog in here with me so she could. Neighbors are do neighbors be doing yard work. Yeah, not here, man. Although when I was in the bathroom, there are somebody in our building. There's a huge fucking screaming match happening between some. Oh, nice. Who's winning? I don't know. There's a fucking lady. Not the neighbors. There's a lady in our building who drives me nuts. She has a little like poodle or something. And she's like lives on. We're on the first floor. And so like what she does is she has her dog has like a leash on. But then she just lets her dog run down the steps by itself. And so, like, we'll open our door and the dog will just run in or I'll be trying to bring Murphy in from outside. And there's just a dog with a leash attached to it. But the human is still like a minute and a half Wait, behind it. She's Alicia. Oh, uh, yeah, I hate it. Anyway, so then the battle begins. The actual army of the darkness fight. Yeah, a lot of good, a lot of good. Uh, just little one off things. Fun deaths. Cool skeleton stuff. Yeah, like uh just seeing the ranks of the army of darkness where it's like uh, up front, you got puppets and you can tell in like this a uh, little bit more in the background, it's people walking with skeletons on top of uh-huh. them. Yeah. And then even further back is where you got like women stunt actors wearing dead eyed suits and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's uh. I see that's a thing that I, I know it's I, like I keep harping on this, but it feels yeah. like Saturday morning. That's what I want to watch. I like right. shit like that. And you have like big shots with, you know, uh, stop motion skeletons trying to break down the wall with the battery iron uh, battering ram. It's just cool stuff happening nonstop. And you're always wondering how they did some of this shit. Yeah, and it's just cool effects everywhere, you know. And funny one-liners yep. everywhere that I can't even like. I, I hardly have anything written down. However, I do know at the end one of my all-time favorite one-liners is when everything's going to shit mm-hmm. and the army of darkness is losing. There's one uh, member of the uh, army of darkness, one skeleton. Hold on, is it the? That's a sight for sore eyes. <laughs> no, that's a good one though. That's a good one. <laughs> I remember that. Uh, but uh, this guy's like. Get, get the hell out of here. And one of the, these is more quotes from the skeletons. I'll cut off your gizzards. Yeah. And uh, geez, put your backbones into it. Yeah. Pretty. So anyway, they do the siege scene, which is mm-hmm. fine and great and dandy. But uh, everything with fucking again, Bruce Campbell, this is as you'll never get better. Bruce Campbell. Because no. He's up front like this is him in the lead and he fucking crushes it nonstop. And like, number one, he's doing like long shot uh, fight scenes with uh, pup, both puppets and real people. And like he's fighting with the spear. Well, yeah, like there is a shot where he's he does like uh, six or seven maneuvers with a big spear and he's fighting like real shit. And then he's doing a two handed sword fight scene mm-hmm. uh, later with uh evil ash oh yeah 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 and there's also a really fun scene where they just start throwing skeletons at him yeah basically where he's like doing backbreakers and throwing them around too it's 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 really yeah uh the whole final battle is very it feels good and it feels like yeah it feels good for the story but it also feels fun to watch and stuff like that but it doesn't it it happens in a very like uh feeling real a very real way yeah, and um, then he walk me, so walk me through the end because I well he triumphs yeah. by uh 
evil ash has has the book of the dead yep and he's standing on top of a catapult that's lit and it has uh uh explosives on it Mm -hmm. and uh ash fucking wins by cutting his arm off getting the book back and then launching the catapult but before he launches like immediately when he launches the catapult best fucking laugh i got yeah in the rewatch dude i wasn't expecting it didn't remember it but right when he cuts the fucking catapult the skeleton version because that ash has already been burnt to a crisp yeah 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 and he's like a skeleton all of a sudden his fucking eyeballs pop out of his head his skull oh that's right three yeah three inches off of his head and there's a fucking train whistle noise Mm -hmm. as he realized he's been had and is about to get exploded and it really comes out in fucking nowhere and it's hilarious and i just cackled and then he blows them up there's a uh, few really funny cartoony things like that like there's a part when he's getting his ass kicked by all the little ashes in the in the the windmill where they pop in the head and you hear birds chirping for a second (laughs) and it's like it's like when I heard it, I was like, wait, did I I missed that? That really happened? That's great. Um, okay, so then the in the actual ending of the movie, uh, I fell asleep when I was watching it. I watched oh, this movie twice. It pretty much the just first goes time I had straight to, to Smart, and it's uh him telling the end of the story to a disinterested teen yeah. at at Smart. What is the thing with the um and then the cave? Uh, a cute girl. I don't remember a cave. The thing where he wakes up in the cave and he's like, I slept too long. Is that not in this? I don't think so. Maybe that's in the um, like alternate ending or something. Yeah, oh, it could. that's it. It's the alternate ending. That's what I'm thinking of. Because I had oh, that on the. Yeah. They got rid of that, I think. So in the alternate ending, um, he tries to go back, but instead he's, he's he has like a time machine that's set for a certain time. And then he wakes up and he's got a giant beard. And he's he like pops out and it's like nuclear holocaust. And he's like, I slept too long. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I have seen that. Yeah. But this one, it just shows him finishing up telling the story to another smart worker that doesn't care. And then a cute girl's like, hey, I told I listened to your story about how you could have been king. That was cute. And then uh, Deadite uh, shows up. That's right. And he fights her in the thing. So that's yeah. what happened. Was, and then it oh- shows him like a good heroic ending. Uh, of him as far holding a girl while everything's like in the background and he says the thing where he's like you know I could have been a king there but like baby I'm a king anywhere or something yeah or he's like uh, he's like sure I could have had a, if I stayed in the past I could have been a king but in my own way I am a king and he grabs it and he's like hail to the king baby yeah there um, it is but so that's what happened was I was mixing up the, the, the special edition ending that I have which is him waking up in the cave but I didn't see that on Hulu. And I was like, what the fuck? Did I miss this? Or was that like a post credit scene that didn't make it to... Right. You know what I mean? Um, that's great. Goddamn. What a fucking fantastic movie. Absolutely. Perfect. Perfect little movie. Um, is that... Did you, let me ask you. Is that King Arthur supposed to be King Arthur? It's no. never really clear because there's no, no like no. Guinevere or anything, no, right? They, I, I just think they're picking uh, very name? shorthandy names that... Yeah. Uh, you can get the fact that they're like it's Henry and Arthur. Like, yeah, those that makes are sense. Very like uh, you know, Long John Silver and yeah. fucking Blackbeard. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Also, I'm pretty sure that Henry and Arthur is uh, 
that prince's name. Prince uh, Andrew? No, Prince's real name is Prince. I think Prince Harry's kids are named uh, Henry and Arthur. Oh, nope. Archie and Lilibet. Right, Archie? Yeah. All right. Archibald, probably. Hey, that's I mean, fun because sure. his uncle's Archibald, too. Um, <laughs> it's from all the incest. Yeah, that's why he's bald. I'm. I don't. I hope that's not why I'm bald. But you know, uh, jury's still out on that. My parents right? seem to know each other pretty well when they met. Well, jerking off to incest porn will make you go bald. Uh, wait, I know that it makes you grow hair on your palms. <laughs> step one is looking for. Step one is growing hair on your palms. Step two is looking to see if it's there. <laughs> uh, where can the listeners find you, man? Reamcore. R-E-A-M-K-O-R-E. That's right. R- That's where yeah. I'll be, you know? Tweeting out madness. Yeah, man. When does, photos of stuff. When does uh, uh, Danielle come back? Uh, Next Monday. Next. So she's gone two weeks? Yes. Nary a fortnight. Stacy comes back uh, next uh, Sunday, I think. She's, huh. gone, she's gone for like 10 days. Um. Yeah, it's crazy. It's weird. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm I, I after the after being together constantly for over a year. Yeah, this is the first time I've been like alone and had time to myself in probably like six years. Mm-hmm. Um, Between living in New York and then, yeah. And you get this big old house to be alone in. That's fun. Mm-hmm. So, is it true that you tweeted on March 26, 2015? I just got the Evil Dead Two soundtrack on vinyl, and it's pretty groovy. <laughs> Yep, sure you did. Know, that's weird because apparently also on September 19th, 2016, you also just got the Evil Dead 2 soundtrack on vinyl and it's pretty groovy. I'm not above reusing tweets. Um, You did your, you consider Evil Dead one of your favorite movies. Yeah. Favorite Evil seven Dead, films. Evil Dead 2. On your favorite seven films from August of 2016. It's a very uh, fluid list. I'm curious what it is. Predator. Uh-huh. Evil Dead. Uh-huh. Monty Python, Holy Grail, Monty Python, Life of Brian, Empire Strikes Back, uh-huh. Young Frankenstein, mm-hmm. and this is Spinal Tap. Yeah, hard to argue with any of those as far as like what I've liked and watched way too many times. Um, yeah, fantastic. Goddamn. Uh, you can find me at Patrick It's at P-A-T-R-I-C-K-H-A-S-T-E, PatrickCasey.com uh, for any shows and stuff. You got anything fun coming up that you can announce yet? Uh, I'm doing uh, tits up at uh, Teehee's Comedy Club. Two shows this Saturday at 7 and 9.30. Fantastic. Uh, normally a sold out shows, both of them. So if you want to go in your Des Moines area, get some tickets at Teehee's. That's right. Uh, fantastic. Uh, if you like the podcast, tell a friend. Uh, also, if you like the podcast, tell us. Let us know why. Because, yeah. God, we can't fucking figure it out. Um uh, get on the Patreon. Give us a dollar. Give us two dollars. Give us twenty-five thousand uh, dollars. Tell your friends. Be cool. Never die. And as always, remember: if you're not an NFer, you're an MFer. So, so get, get the, the fuck, fuck out of here. She's excited. She's excited. She knows the call off. It's great to have friends like Patrick and Reem who are obscure and yet thoughtful. I love this podcast.